now. Give it a second now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Earth Day, April 22nd, 2022. It's Virginia Lisbon with Candle Book and Broom. And I am here with Leo. There he is. And show this out, show this out, show this out. We have a few <laughs> guests with us today. Hope this finds everyone doing great. And I'm going to give everybody a chance to say hi and introduce themselves. And then I'm going to do a little uh, Gaia Mother Earth uh, prayer, bringing in the energy to be with us today for the show. So I will now hand it over to Cassie if she'd like to say hi and where are you from and, and happy Earth Day to everybody. Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Cassie Mackler, and um, I live in Post Falls, Idaho in the U.S. And um, I had my awakening a, a couple years ago, but the last year things have been pretty strong and opening up, um, very connected with nature. And I'm um, just really happy to be here and to, and to have um, some great discussions today about all sorts of things. So um, we're happy you're here with us. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm also, I wanted to say I'm also a healer. Um, I do do readings and and I am a medium, but um, going hopefully going into shaman school here soon. So lots of things opening up and uh, finding lots of things. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you for that. And so now I'm going to hand it over to Jacqueline. Good morning. Happy Earth Day. I'm glad you're with us. And Good introduce morning. yourself. Yeah. Good morning. Greetings, everyone. My name is Jacqueline Taylor. I'm from Niagara, Canada in uh, Ontario over here. 
I'm so grateful and honored to be blessed and happy Earth Day to everyone around the world. A little bit about myself is I'm a multi-dimensional healer and fasted in the most magnificent realms that we call heaven on earth today. And I'm just so grateful to be here. I hope you guys can all hear me. And I don't know if you ever need anything when it comes to the light or anything with the love, contact me because we are all in this together. No one ever has to do it alone. And power to you, Cassie, with the shamanism because let's do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Leo and Virginia, for hosting it. I love you so much. Absolutely. Yes. We love you too. We love you too. I'm glad you guys are here with us. And we will have a couple other people jumping in, coming and going uh, today and tomorrow. We're doing uh, from 11 a.m. to at least 2 p.m. Uh, California time. So, um, but we do have people all around the world that'll be jumping in and celebrating Gaia Mother Earth with us. So, Leo, how about you? Say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Earth Day 2022. I apologize. I'm looking down on my phone working, trying to find the feed in uh, Psychic Reading and Development, but for some reason I couldn't find us live there, even though it says we are. Uh, so I went ahead and shared the link uh, from Orion Rising there. Uh, so you guys can shout, give us a shout out in the chat. I see there's some of the people in the chat already. I have to move over there so I can say hi to everybody. Kathy's here. Denise is here. Welcome, right? If you guys say hello, Angela's here. If you don't say hello in the chat, I don't know where that you're there. Even if you're on YouTube, I don't have that one up yet, but I'll have the YouTube link uh, up for you guys as well. So you guys can tune in. Please share this out, share this out, share this out. Those of you who are used to me and my podcast, you hear me say that all the time. And I, you know, it's funny as I usually say, and I'll say it now, I usually say at the outstart, uh, start of every show, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. But everybody seems to laugh more when I say, share this out, share this out, share this out, right? <laughs> so, all right, so everybody share this out so we can get more people here. We know that everybody on the planet is live today uh, on uh, on the on the internet. We were just talking about that when we were, uh, uh, before we went live. Uh, so things are, are happening a little slow, even for me. I'm on 5G on my phone and, uh, you know, the second fastest Internet speed that I pay way too much money for uh, on the computer. And um, I'm acting like I'm on old freaking dial up. I was expecting to hear the thing going on in the background for a second there. Right? <laughs> so welcome, everybody. And if you read the description, uh, you know that we're up to the, the usual, if the usual suspects up to the usual mess, right? We're trying to bring about the healing of Mother Gaia. We're trying to get everybody on board with green, uh, but not this crazy pol political green new craziness that they got going on up there because there's something going on that's weird with the, those people in that religion, right? We'll just leave that religion to them and let them play their little game. And we will save the planet ourselves and everyone else by getting to renewable resources, all renewable foods, sustainable renewable foods, sustainable renewable energies, sustainable renewable weight, human race. Yes. Right. Because if we heal ourselves and we're eating properly and we're eating right, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be preachy, preachy, but you guys know that I am a minister. So I kind of get preachy, preachy, don't I? Right. But you know what? It starts at home. And Jesus talked about that, right? The, he was talking about the temple, right? He will said, I will destroy this temple and raise it up again. But he didn't mean the synagogue or he would have said synagogue. He was talking about his own temple. And if you don't treat it like a temple, guess what? 
you end up sickly, right? So we want to talk about that too today. Hopefully we'll be talking about all of that, not just on Earth Day. It's like Christmas. People are really happy and they and they give gifts to each other and they're nice to each other during the Christmas season. And then Christmas is over and they go, good, now I can hate everybody again. And I look at people and go, really? Really? Is that? I thought they stopped making that model. I, I really did. I thought that went out in the 40s with grandpa and grandma, right? We're hating and hating. I'm just saying. So those of us who are here today, and you can see the looks on their faces, it's not just smiling because I'm saying something and it's funny. There's love in the eyes of the smiles that I'm seeing just here on the screen. So I know that you guys out there in the audience, some of you I know because you listen to my podcast and you're watching me and others, all these people here usually get to see you as well on their shows when they're live. So we know that you guys love us. We love you and we love the planet. So I don't have to go into my credentials. Most of you know who I am. Those of you who don't, look me up. <laughs> right? That's where you'll find me. But today I'll be talking about Earth Day along with everybody else. Right. So who wants Absolutely. to start? Let's start. We're going to have more people popping in and out as the day goes. This is going to be like one of those block parties that you have at your house where people kind of saunter in and saunter out. And that's what's going to happen as the day goes on. So those of you who are in the Earth Day chat, feel free. If you guys have something to say and you want to pop in for a few minutes, come on in. I'll see you in the green room. We'll get you out here onto the onto the air for a minute. And if you can't stay, that's okay, too. If you can just come in and go, hey, hey, later, got to go to work. That's fine, too. Right. We have a mundane life. We are muggles in the in the mundane world. Right. So we have to do some work. (laughs) (laughs) Got to pay the bills, man. Got to pay the bills. Speaking of which, I'm going to uh, disappear for a moment because I'm going to go and make sure that my mother has something to watch on television that she wants to watch. Or she'll be standing right here at the door to the office (laughs) looking at me in a minute going. (laughs) so i'm gonna turn the camera off and i'll be right back so one of you guys uh pick it up and and uh go ahead and start talking about something other than my bullshit right i'll be right back (laughs) awesome thank you leo well i wanted to start off as some of you know um first of all welcome to those uh hopping on i see some of you guys um denise and rob kathy hey peter um just a shout out to everybody in the audience uh we are doing our annual um, Earth Day show. Leo and I have put this together a couple times now, and I'm super happy to have everybody in the audience. And like Leo said, people are all around the world that are going to be hopping in, talking with us. Different time zones, life happens, uh, etc. So normally when we start, um, we do some sort of a prayer um, a ritual, uh, that sort of thing to get us going. And so this year is a little more low key than what we've done in the past. Um, and instead of doing a 10, 12 hour day for two days, we have cut it back a little bit this year. Um, so we're just going to do a couple hours, uh, today and tomorrow, but, um, to get us started, I just wanted to, um, do a little prayer or uh, bringing in the energy of, um, rather than doing, uh, some of you know, I'm pagan Wiccan, uh, I'm an out of the closet witch. Um, That does not mean that I do not believe in God. That can be another topic for another show. Right. Um, Just to clarify that. Uh, So no hate mail, no negative, you know, derogatory there. Um, so rather than bringing in all of the elements, um, and doing full ritual, I'm just going to call in the, uh, energy of Gaia mother earth. 
And I feel that it is very important to do so when we are celebrating her, when we are thanking her. And this is her day. This is her day. So I will just keep it simple and I will bring in center and ground. Take a few deep breaths if you would like. I do have my rose quartz for love. If you have any crystals with you, feel free to hold them. <sighs> Gaia Mother Earth, here and now, I invoke your elemental energy and force of the earth, of you. Today we celebrate, we thank, and we connect. I call to the swirling dust and the dawn-lit mountains, to the farmer's field and all of the swaying trees. You that remain solid, you that teaches us of quiet stability, you that hold us firm against your skin, your heart and breast. I call you here now, Gaia Mother Earth, to infuse our intention with your boundless gifts. I call you here, Gaia Mother Earth, to fashion the spirit cavern, to root my will and all here today in your soil, in your blessings, in your, your all. Your energies abound. I ask you to help us to ground, to center, and to have our purpose here today as the stones are in you. Be it boulder or gravel, redwood or rose, Gaia Mother Earth, we call to thee today. Welcome and blessed be. And so it is. Amen. All righty. Well, a little more grounded, a little more centered. Yeah. Coffee energy. Right? Yeah. Thank you, Virginia. Thank <laughs> you. Absolutely. Thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Okay. So this is uh, not structured. Um, this is a free-for-all type of roundtable. So any conversations uh, that come up, whether it's amongst us here um, in the room, if you will, or those in the audience, if you have questions, if you have topic, if you have thoughts, share, share, share them. Uh, that's what this is all about. Enjoy yourself. Send it out to your pages, your groups, your friends, your family. Um, we are here just hanging out, enjoying Gaia Mother Earth. Um, we may do some card readings if anybody feels like it. We may do some medium psychic work if anyone is moved to do so. Uh, we have some shaman energy here represented as well. So let's just jump in and enjoy. 
Right. And thank you for sharing those of you who shared. I can see a lot of you, especially if you're friends uh, of mine, when you share, I get the notification uh, on my screen that tells me that you shared. Right. So I know Jacqueline did. Uh, Angie, I don't think we're friends, but thank you for sharing. So everybody out there who uh, is friends, uh, share it. And if you're not, please share it. If you're not friends, send me a friend's request. Uh, and uh, with that, we all know next time. I'll also know when you're online. Right. So yeah, I, I apologize if I'm talking faster today than I did yesterday, right? Or uh, uh, two days ago, right? On Wednesday, Wednesday was 4:20, so we had safety meetings before we uh, went live. Had, had a lot of that going on. So um, when when I'm in that condition, I speak a lot slower than when I'm not. <laughs> right? People tell me all the time, Leo, maybe you should get high before you do every show, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know if that would be a good idea, especially if when I'm talking about that religion that has to do with a D or an R after your name. Right, you guys don't want me like tripping while I'm doing that. It's bad. It's too early in the day. We need a little energy still. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. And if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, and comments, people are saying hi and loving it and all that. But if you guys have questions for something that you're interested in that we're not covering, ask. You guys know how I am. I love the Q and A a lot better than than anything else. That's kind of why we did an open forum here so that everybody can just kind of hang out and talk instead of, you know, last time we had structured one hour presentations, but I, I always feel that there's some Q&A that gets lost when there's when there's timelines and time constraints. Uh, and that's kind of why we we're doing the format that we're doing this year, because I think we missed uh, questions that people might w say, well, you know, I really don't know about this. And what about that? And, and if somebody here will be able to answer your question. And if not, We'll look it up. That's the beauty of being in a live podcast and having a couple of producers is that, you know, I can be sitting here while you're asking questions and someone's talking. I could look that stuff up and put it on the screen to figure it all out. So if we don't know the answer, we're not going to try and make something up. Everybody will say, oh, you know, what? I don't know the answer to that. Leo, look that up. It's just like any other podcast when you're actually live. You got to have a producer that can look stuff up, Google that stuff. When usually when I do my shows, if it's me by myself, I have to do it. But like when we do Skull Island, there's four of us. And we're always looking stuff up while other people are talking, right? So we all are acting like producers, right? So uh, we love that. That's why that format works. That's why we're crazy on, on Skull Island. You guys should check that out on Wednesdays, by the way. Look at me, a little shameless plug there for one of my other podcasts. Plug, 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 plug. I got to do that, right? I got to do that. Got it. You have to. Jacqueline's doing, doing double duty. She's in the chat talking and she's sitting right there talking. Right? So look at that. She's doing double duty as it Hi, is. Hi, girl. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Casey, give us, a, give us a little, you've been quiet. Like, Virginia and I are used to doing this. So is Jacqueline. Only she hasn't jumped in yet. She's being nice to me right now. She must be half asleep still. Otherwise, she'd be jumping in, too. Right? I'm, but, I'm but Casey, you're the, new, you're the new kid out of us three that are here. Right? I mean, I'm not saying you're the new kid all the way around. But for Earth Day and for our uh, sure. work of Earth Day, you're sure. the new kid. So pipe in. Otherwise, the three of us are just going to keep working it. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, you know, I, I had a beautiful start to my day. I, I kind of start out with, um, even before I get out of bed, I, I like to do a, a, um, chakra balancing, you know, meditation before I even get out of bed and, and ground into mother earth. And, um, you know, the energy today just feels great. Uh, I, I go out, go outside afterwards after I get up and kind of feed my dogs. I like singing to them. And uh, they, they always enjoy that. Depends on what I'm singing, I guess, that day. Um, but I, you know, I love going out. One of my favorite things to do is just to be able to, to be barefoot, um, grounding. 
it is such a, a fantastic and, and wonderful um, thing to be able to be connected with Mother Gaia. It, it just is the best. You know, I can do that in the morning, laying in bed and imagining that, you know, that coming from my root chakra, that root going down into Mother Earth. And I can do that and I feel connected. But it there is a difference when you are barefoot and, and your feet are in that grass or, you know, I was even during, doing it a couple of months ago when there was still snow on the ground and, and running out there and um, putting, my, putting my feet and I could, you know, even when the, the grass was frozen, the feeling of being able to step on that grass and feel it kind of, you know, melt from the heat of my feet underneath and, and feeling that connection. And, and lately I've been, um, every time I go out to, to physically ground, I um, have been seeing colors. I see red and then, um, and then I see like, as it goes up, I don't see all the colors, but it goes from red into this, you know, yellowish white and just bright golden light. And I kind of know that's when I'm filled up, you know, um, of asking mother Gaia to fill me up with light kind of know that's when when I'm good I'm tapped up um, is when I see that light but you know I think grounding for so many people is really um, important we have those rubber soles you know that we wear all day long we're always wearing shoes and um, you know the more that we are connected and and getting and feeling the ground being with nature the more that it it helps us um, you know, all of us here, I know we're, we're so connected with, with mother earth and with nature and, but, Absolutely. you know, even talking about like depression, mm -hmm. um, that is, is a huge thing that is especially been going on a lot more, uh, ever since the pandemic and, yeah, yeah. and nature is one of the big giant ways that we can be able to come back to ourselves and it helps to lift that depression and that anxiety. And, um, you and know, it's those, a lot cheaper than paying a therapist. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So much cheaper. So much cheaper. And, you know, and I even find when I'm, um, you know, even during the wintertime that I have a hard time because I don't get out as much. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, it's finding like taking the hot baths. And, and connecting through that with like Epsom salts or, you know, with crystals. And bringing or, in the houseplants, you know, yes. houseplants year round. Yes. Year round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most definitely the houseplants. Absolutely. But I, I have just found, you know, Leonard and I had had a small talk about um, my brother uh, actually took his life um, last June, um, a little over nine months ago. And it also sparked my awakening. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be able to talk a little bit about, like I said, because of so many things going on in the world right now, that people are feeling hopeless. They're, they're feeling depressed. They're feeling these energies that they have never felt before. Thank you, COVID, right? Ah, mm -hmm. yes. And yeah. I'm really sorry to hear about your brother. Just oh, thank you. Out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. He he's with me. Um, I, I feel him all the time. Um, I hear from him. I, I talk with him. And um, 
yeah, I actually, um, I didn't know I was going to be doing that, but I actually helped him further into the light. Um, that was a big surprise to me when he told me, nope, you're going to be helping me. And, um, and he is now, and he's so happy. Um, but like I said, I, I really wanted to be able to talk about that, um, you know, being able to find yourself, it, with my awakening and what has happened with me, I know that it was partially, it started to happen before he passed, but having to start from ground zero. And I've been in those depressions before even this of, um, you know, and you stay in the, in your dark room and you just want to sleep and, and you don't feel like there's any hope out there. And then we go to the doctor wanting, you know, thinking, oh, we need another medication to be able to, because that's their only answer is here, take this drug, take this drug, take this drug, take this drug. Right. And, you know, and I did, I did trying to find a way to, to, and they didn't help. They didn't help. And it wasn't until I started taking responsibility and very slowly um, you know, because of the grief, but started taking responsibility of my own health and my own well-being, knowing that I could change my thoughts. And so little things um, like doing the 10-minute the meditation just to balance my chakras, if that was the only thing that I could do that day, then, hey, I did something that was good for myself. Um, breathing, breath work, so important. Um, we like to, and I had, I had to put a plug in for my friends at positive pineapple, um, check them out. They do wonderful breath work and they have, they have taught me so much. And again, that's what helped during my depression. Um, you know, with, after my brother passing was when that anxiety would rise. And again, a lot of people are having a lot of anxieties. Oh, that's awesome. Denise. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Denise. And we're here for you. We yeah. are doing this for you because it's the audience. It's your participation that makes this all worthwhile. And by sharing our stories like Cassie's doing right now, it lets all of us know we are never alone. Right. No one is ever alone. Reach out to a neighbor, reach out to family, clergy, anybody. And we are sharing the hotline, the suicide hotline number there. So if you feel that you can't connect with anyone that is immediately with you, close to you, neighborhood, friends, family, call, call. Yes. You are always, always worth your weight in gold. Never forget mm -hmm. that you are all loved in all ways. So thanks, Cassie, for bringing that up. Oh, and thank you, Virginia, for, for saying, you know, that, and, and thank you, Leonard, for putting on that national suicide hotline. Um, I just wanted to add that, that breathing of taking when that anxiety comes on, Yes. that deep breath that you take in through your nostrils, like you're smelling a flower, you, you blow up that belly outwards as you breathe in that air. And when you're breathing out, breathe out through your mouth and bring that belly into your spine. And even doing just three of those breaths, even just three yeah. will help to it. And it's scientifically proven of how it, it helps to calm down your nervous system, your adrenal system, you know, all of these yep. things. Mm -hmm. 
And, it does, um, and just the breath. And that's where I talk about that. And I think we talked about that where I say it to people that saying that you hear when people go, just breathe. That's what that's about. That's when, because if you just breathe, uh, literally take that moment just to breathe that breath, that you, especially when you go in through your nose and out through your mouth and that release when you're exhaling, you don't realize that's not just the junk air that you have. There's a lot of other stuff like, you know, like she's saying right now, literally, oh, I'm going to have to mute, but it, it is because I got landscapers. And I don't know if you can hear them, but they're out there with the machines and they're going to be at my window in a second. So it's going to be very loud. So I'll have to mute. And so I'll shut up. So Casey, go ahead and continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to jump in also um, because we're talking about breath and the healing factor that it does for the mind, body, heart, spirit, soul, right? And what better place to do that than outside with Gaia Mother Earth, who we're here to celebrate today. And even when I mentioned about bringing the plants, you know, you have indoor plants. If you're where it's raining and it's cold and it's snowy, enjoy those indoor plants, connect with them, listen to some nice music with them, talk to them. Um, like our fur babies, they're the best listeners and they always keep our secrets. So yes, back to you. <laughs> yeah. And too, I'm, I'm so glad that you, you brought that up that, um, you know, that's another thing that, that really, you know, helped me personally was, um, you know, having my fur babies and, and having those plants, those two things that I had to take care of to make sure that they were, they were still going. And like you said, listening to music, um, letting people know, especially like you said, Virginia, that we are not, you're not alone. You may feel alone. You may feel alone, but you are not. We, there's always someone out there that is willing to listen. You know, I know all four of us would, would raise our hands and to say, you know, Hey, you need somebody call us. Absolutely. You know, right. Send us a message. Right. Um, always. You know, we'll, we'll hold that space for you to be able to talk about your pain and what's going on, but we'll also support you in saying, Hey, remember these little things. Remember the breath. Re remember yeah. going out into nature, feeling mother earth, feeling mother That's Gaia. Awesome. You know, Kelsey, I wanted to mention before we go too far off on something else, you had mentioned about um, the passing of your brother and how it brought you to this place, to this space. And I wanted to mention, um, it kind of goes along the line of we're never alone because uh, our ancestors, we, we gotta remember the ancestors. Um, they, they made us who we hear today, right? And they are always with us uh, in memory in spirit, in energy, and as a psychic medium, um, I often the messages that'll come through for people are from their ancestors. And it's the blessing of our ancestors, uh, spirit guides, guardian angels, um, all of it is they are with us, holding our hands and walking us with walking with us on this journey, because it's not an easy journey. Um, you know, even if you have uh, a great job, you have a great house, you have a lot of money in the bank, and you have stuff, right? We all collect stuff. Um, but ultimately, it's our highest and best self that is most important on this journey. 
And when we can connect our highest and best self to our ancestors' highest and best self, we can learn from their experiences. And if we listen, like you said, just breathe, just listen. I mean, my tattoo, breathe, believe. There's a reason why this is here, you know? Um, And it's when we take that time and we listen that we hear the messages, that we feel the connection and we're never alone. Ever, 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 never are we alone. Whether you say God Almighty, whether you say Buddha, whether you say goddess, whatever name you give, always with you, always part of you, because we are created in the image of, right? Right, agreed. And people, I think one of the biggest problems that people have, and this is part of the, you know, the programming of society, no matter where you are in the world, is that you get this programmed into your brain along with all the other junk. But this is the one that that freaks us all out is that you're alone. And that's just a lie. That's the biggest lie. And people say the biggest lie the devil ever told was getting everyone to believe that he didn't exist. It was getting you to believe that you're alone. That's the biggest lie that's been told. Separate. That's where the fear begins. And when Virginia was talking about ancestors, I always go to descendants. Because when we're in these now moments with our star nations and our star families and the light of who we are and all that around us, it's not just our ancestors, it's our descendants all happening simultaneously. So when I was like lost people in my life that were dear to my heart and it was very, um, very, I was grieving, right? Because I'm in this body and having these emotions because I had this really deep connection and I'm crying and like you said there's moments where I didn't even want to get up or out and that happened when I was losing parts pieces of myself like in 2012 I couldn't move I was like debilitated I was giving birth to my daughter realizing that every part of me was being rebirthed and I was like and I I didn't realize it until like 2022 and I'm like really is this why i went through these things growing yes. up right and now i'm like oh goodness let's bring it on what do you want to do we got light you know what i love to do i don't tell many people this but i'm going to share with all of you because you family you know our light within us like these cosmic rays mm-hmm. oh my goodness wave at the lights next time it's red no joke. I wave at the lights. I'm like, hi, you doing? How you doing? That was great. I'm like, we're good to go. And I'll just keep on driving. And my daughter's like, mom, you really doing that? I'm like, yeah, look at my no, I love that because we are all connected. All energy. Everything. All energy of everything. Objects, this, this inanimate object. Right. Green that I'm looking back from. You guys staring back at me. No, it's looking at us. Like, Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, along that line, I wanted to say, you know, people think that we have to have, again, I'm back to stuff because it is just stuff. You know, um, when I first started out on my journey, it was I had to have every book. I had to have every deck of cards. I had to have, you know, as if they're never going to make more. Right. And I'm never going to have them all. But I was sure that I would. Um, And I realized with time and experience and energy wisdom, um, you don't have to have a darn thing. Right. Just you. Just 
you because you are all that energy. You are all of the creation. You have everything you need in you to create every dream, every blessing, every want, every need. It is in you. Right? You. Yeah. Right? It's so like the song, you All You Need Is Love. Absolutely. Right? That yeah. song was, was so incredible that a madman shot and killed the writer of that song and ended his life far too early because his message was that sound. And those of you who aren't old enough to, to, to know that that message. Okay, wait. Uh, we don't know we're firsthand. We just heard about it because we're not that old. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, we yeah we don't know that because we were there because we were too young, honestly. Well, I was early, probably teens at the time, but still, right. And the problem that we have is that you have that kind of stuff that goes on, uh, and that cuts things short. And then people tend to forget because of everything that's going on in life that is trying to distract us. You have to realize that everything is a distraction and build up defenses against that stuff to stay focused on yourself because when you do that and you realize you know i i bring up i bring up the Tao Te Chi, which is the book of the way it means the book of the way and that was written in 604 bce 604 uh, bce before yeah, common and we definitely era. weren't there for that right and well who knows i might have been right? maybe I mean, we were I, I talk about that when i when i talk about people who are who are like in this religion that we call that you know politics Shh. That religion, I say, you know what the problem is with those people? They were probably present when Jesus was crucified, and they weren't the ones with screwdrivers and 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 pliers trying to get him down. <laughs> right? right. And that's probably right? why they're wrapped up in politics today. Shh, I said that word out loud. Shh, it's like it's like okay. beetle juice. You say it too much. Right. No, it's bad. Instead <clears throat> of using that word, we'll say Gaia. Mother Earth, Gaia, Mother Earth. <laughs> no, because because then that then that gives them a positive. I know we need to give them positive energy, but it gives that religion uh, that uh, a, a positive spin. I don't want to do that. I don't want people. I want people to understand that if you associate with a D or an R or an I or a G or any letter after your name that has to do with that that place that's on television on the news every day, well, those people. If you uh, if you equate yourself with that. That's a religion you don't want to have a part of. Yeah. Okay. That's a religion you need to look away from. That's the only religion I will tell you on this planet. That I would rather you pick up that book of Satan than because that's the real religion of Satan. Okay. The book of Satan is fake. It's just a bunch of people that got together and said, whatever those Christians stand for, turn it upside down. We're for the opposite. <laughs> that's why we're evil. That's what makes us evil. Oh, yeah. And everything that the Jews stand for, upside Not down. There is the yin and yang, right? Oh, wait, wait. I think the Muslims stand for upside down. We're just for opposite the big three. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's not real. That's the fake. That's fake. That's the one that the devil tried to convince you so you wouldn't think he was real. The real religion of the devil is on the internet and your local news station. Those guys who are announcers on the news are the the sportscasters for the religion. Okay. Well, thank goodness today we are here on social media, changing energy of social media to something positive and giving gratitude for Gaia Mother Earth and all that she blesses us with and reminding all of us, because we all fall short from time to time, that we are all connected. 
that we Wait, all depend perfect. on Gaia Mother Earth. Gaia I, just Mother said this, Earth. I just said this the other day uh, when I was talking to, I think, Virginia. I said, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything because if I did, I wouldn't be here. I'd have a halo and wings. Right. 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 No doubt. We're no here doubt. to learn. I'm not flying from cloud to cloud learning. in front of your guys' very eyes. Right. Yeah. I'm right here with the right. rest of us. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and we so, do need yeah. to keep in mind, you know, we need to keep in mind that the choices that we make on a daily basis absolutely affect Gaia Mother Earth, her healing and her energy. And I'm going to give a specific here. So a lot of you know, on my page and my group, Candlebook and Broom, uh, Psychic Reading Development, I am an avid gardener. I post pictures, I share, you know, year-round silly antics of wildlife. So um, some of she you know, I, some <laughs> of you know I have some look. health issues. <laughs> and because of said health issues, um, I have hired a gardener. To help me out. Um, so fast forward a little bit. Um, I'm having to find a new gardener. Um, and I had this gentleman come out and give me a bid, a quote. And immediately, because of the size of my property, the first thing he says is, we're going to have to use Roundup. And those of you who garden, and uh, those of you who have heard on the news, um, Roundup is not a good thing. And uh, it, it leaves a lot of chemicals. It creates health issues. Um, it leaves poisons and residue. And I, I don't use it. I use just, here's my, here's my free gardener tip for the day, um, <laughs> is I use straight up plain vinegar. You put it in your sprayer, just like you'd put Roundup or any other crazy chemical stuff for your, your weeds, and you spray them and they will die. So it's healthier, it's safer. There's my free PR gardener tip for the day. But my point here is, um, originally, he quoted me $100 for an hour. Okay, $100 for an hour to come out pull the weeds, do some trimming, things that uh, can be a little challenge for me to do at the moment. Um, thank you. Yes, Denise, no roundup, scream it to the sky. Anyway, then when I said, absolutely not, I will provide the vinegar. I will provide the sprayer for said vinegar. He wanted to charge me $250 per hour because... His logic is, well, if we spray Roundup, we can get all the weeds killed and done uh, in a shorter period of time so we have more time to do other things in your garden. Well, my theory to that is take your money and hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more. Right, because otherwise they're going to be harming all the, I started talking, my mic was muted, but harming the animals, harming the environment, harming our water supply, harming your dog who goes out back. Uh, it might eat the grass, uh, walk around on yes. the roundup that's been sprayed there. I mean, come on, let's be serious, people. Well, right. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm going to have to charge you more money because now I'm going to have to have my people standing around picking. Uh, oh, no, you're going to have to pick weeds. Isn't that what my grandma used to do? Your grandmother used right. to do the same thing. Right. right. Pick Absolutely. Weeds. Come on. 
We didn't and need gardeners just, when grandma was around. She'd be out there squat down going, pick a, pick a, pick a, pick a, pick a. And she'd absolutely. have the little trowel and she'd dig out those roots herself. She didn't hey, pay people. Kids <laughs> are great for pulling weeds. If you have kids, have them pull weeds. <laughs> right. And so, you know, first job, there you go. Um, but yeah, it just. Right. You know, up. I watched that TV show, Last Man Standing. And, and in that show, he made a point. They made a point, but whoever the writers were, uh, to, to put that in there where uh, they, there was something that needed to be done. And one of the characters said to um, what's his name, who played the main character? I can't think of his name right now. He said to him, Do you need to call uh, somebody? And he says, No, it's what I have kids for, man. Come on. <laughs> That's right. why I had him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I was the remote control for my dad and the antenna guy. Who would stand there and move the antenna? Wait, touch your brother's nose. That's better. Stand there now for an hour. Got to watch the news, right? Wait, turn on channel four. Now try five. Wait, go back to four. No, no, no. Go to six, right? <laughs> I mean, do kids even do chores anymore? I'm oh like, does anybody God. even know what chores are anymore? I know, right? I know. You know what's weird is, is you hear that generation to generation. And, and I always thought, you know, oh, my parents are complaining because we were lazy compared to them. Their parents complained that they were lazy. Because I walked of, barefoot uphill both ways in the snow. Right? right. And I'm looking at what I had to do when I was a kid. And I'm thinking, what, what, what did I have to do that I would not be late? Would I have to get a job when I was four? Is that what I had to do is go to work as slave laborer or something? Because everything I did was was pretty, you know, I mean, I worked with my father. He gave us a really good work ethic because of it. Yes. But you know what I mean? None of it seemed to be, my father made it fun. Hey, we're going to go paint the house today. You want to come? We were like, yeah, man, what are we going to do? We're going to stand around all day long chasing the sunlight. We got to be in the shade the whole time so that we don't mess up the, the paint. But it has to be ahead of the sun so the sun dries everything. So it, it was this logical thing that he did, but we, wax on, wax off. You know what I mean? And and we, for us, we were like, that was fun. My dad would be like, I'm going to go rebuild the, the engine in the truck. You want to help? Yeah. Other kids would be like, what? That's work. No. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? And so I look at kids, at people today, my first, my first inkling that we were in trouble was when I was a retail manager. And my cashiers, who all were over 18, because you had to be 18 in the state that I work in to go to work. So they were 18 or above, and the power went off. And they're like, uh, boss, what do I do? And I'm like, um, ring them up by hand. And they're like, what? I don't understand. And I'm like, take the, the SKU number, write it down in the price, add the stuff up, add tax, and then have them pay you cash, and you can give them change. And they're like, what? Well, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know how much change I'm supposed to give. And I'm like, I know backwards. it's crazy. Times I had to teach changed. the kids how yeah. to count change right, because yeah. they were used to the computer telling them how much change and they would just grab the, the amount and then the coins and they never counted it back. When we were kids, you had to count, or I should say when I was starting in the workforce, not when I was a kid, I guess I kind of was. Wow, you are old, man. But you are. I old. had to count, we had to count back change. You had to go, oh, that was 15 cents. Here's, here's a nickel, which is 20 or a dime, which is, you know, 25. And then here's three quarters, which is 75. That makes a dollar. And you gave me five, you know, you gave me $10. So here's one, two, three, four dollars and, and 35 cents plus, uh, the, you know, and, and that's your change back. And we would count back up to 20 mm -hmm. kids today. Right. They just go, here's your change. Right. Yeah. Right. And or I was like, what? We're taught how to use the computer more Dude. than they are using this computer. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, uh, tax. And I'm like, you right. know how much, what, what sales tax are in the state of California. Yeah. You right. live here. 
Every time you buy something, there's a sales tax. You don't know what that is? And they're like, well, I know there's a tax that goes to the government. I'm like, you don't know how to calculate sales tax? And I'm like, what did you learn in school? I know our, I know our school system for public is pretty bad. I went through it, okay? Right, but they right. taught us basic things. What are they teaching you now? Now I realize what they're teaching because it's happening in court, right? So nowadays, I don't really fault kids for not knowing anything because from the time you walk in as five years old, they start going, okay, so what gender are you associated with today, Johnny, Peggy? Yeah. Right. Well, whatever. Yeah. What are you going to be labeled as? Yeah. So that that's more important than, oh, here's this old style clock we called analog. If the power goes out, you have to understand what these two hands mean. Oh, and forget <laughs> about reading a map. Oh my god. I, right? The other day I was out with a friend and her daughter had to pull out the paper See, map. The paper <laughs> map. And try to get someone young to read a paper map now. Not something on Google. Not, you know, uh, oh my gosh, that was hysterical. It's like, are they not teaching this anymore? But anyway. Right. You hand kids you today of, a paper map. No joke. You hand kids a paper map today. And, and they look at it and they go, okay, so like, what is this, dude? Well, they want. And they're they, being serious. You know, and, and they they don't they want the children and the and this generation to be dependent on computers and on technology and 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 on them whether it be buying your food at the grocery store whether it be you know renting a home you know right. they want you having to be relied you know having to rely on them yeah aka dumbing down agreed down yeah 127% agreed yeah and so going back to that, just like you were talking about, about growing your own foods mm -hmm. and, and, you know, producing your own things, whether it be crafts or whatever to, you know, bartering and, yep. you know, and owning your own property and, and having, having that. And, you know, of course the bank owns it for a while, uh, you know, but, um, well, you know, I just to interject, um, getting back to my gardening situation. So when I, for people who live in apartments, Garden anyway. You can garden in apartments, you guys. I used to grow potatoes in just a plastic planter box. Just take your potatoes, let them start, you know, rooting, growing, Ooh, getting dry, yep, yep. cut them in half, put them in the dirt. I guarantee you, you will end up with potatoes. Super simple. You know, I actually did that. It's funny that you say that because I did that. And we had, when I was living uh, over in, in um, the city of, of Clayton, or it was Concord, but on the border, over in the San Francisco Bay Area, we were living in a townhouse. So we had our door faced the other person's townhouse door. But in the middle, they had a strip of plants and trees and stuff. And there was a couple planters that we had on one side and my neighbor on the other side. And I went out and I took a carrot and I shoved it in the ground, in the in the planter. And my neighbor's girlfriend says, Leo, what are you doing? And I said, I'm planting carrots in the planter. She goes, oh, my God, we can do that? And I was like, it's our planter. And she's like, oh, give me a carrot. I want to do it over here, too. So I handed her another piece of another carrot, and she shoved it in the planter. And carrots started sprouting. I mean, you know, the, the stalks started coming up. And later on, she pulled out a carrot and was like, oh, my God, I grew this. And she yeah. ate it. And yeah. she was like, That's oh, my awesome. God, what else can we do? And I and I thought about Virginia growing the potatoes. 
And I said, you could take a potato. And as soon as it starts getting roots, when it starts getting soft and you think it's gooey and throw it away, that's when you put it in the ground and it will make new potatoes, more potatoes. So she did that in another planter and she had a little plant in there and we had to tell the landscaper, she had to put a little sign. Do not pick the weeds out of this planter. They're not weeds. Right. right. And so we right. had to convince the, the landscapers, don't touch that. Those are not weeds. We want that's food. And Absolutely. once it started to sprout, the landscapers are mostly uh I, I you know Mexicans and they come from a place where they still grow their own food. So they looked at that. Well, yeah, you're right. That's carrots, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so next you know, thing you know, we thing... had tomatoes grow in, we had carrots, we had potatoes, anything you could grow. And then somebody was trying to grow corn. Well, don't do that, it grows eight feet tall. Right. No doubt. No doubt. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, there's a lot of simple things that you can do if you're, whether you're growing, growing roses or you're growing herbs or vegetables, whatever it is you're growing, always the internet is super full of free information, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. So with that, um, you do not have to, if you want to go organic, you do not have to buy the expensive $70 a bag, $25 a bag, organic right. dirt soil. Right. You don't have to nope. use your coffee grounds. Um, I, I am not a pod person. I will not do the coffee with the little Keurig pods. You know, some of these companies, yeah, if anybody no, sees this, we're going to go, sue them. But anyway, carbon, I say, carbon footprint, carbon totally, footprint. totally yeah. use your coffee grounds and put them in the dirt at the base of your plants. I promise it will help your roses grow amazingly. Your hydrangeas will get beautiful colors because it increases the acidity naturally in your soil. You don't have to do anything expensive. And right. many of us are growing our own vegetables now because you want to know where it's coming from. You want to know, first of all, that you're actually going to be able to get it. And it's not going to be at a ridiculous price. And it's great to do with your kids. It's great to do with family. It's very zen. You start with something small. You see it flourish you see your energy and your efficiency continue to grow. Use baking soda. You have baking soda in your house to bake cookies with, right? Combine it with some water, pour it on your plants once a month. It will also help the flowers flourish. And with that said, it also makes a great paste. If you get a bee sting while you're working in the garden. Or a mosquito bite. Put it on there, make a paste. Put it on the sting, on the bite. It'll bring out the toxins. So yeah. healthy, natural. It's all good, you guys. I'm sorry. You guys, I, it, I, wanna, I all, further. I'm a Taurus, and I'm totally Mother Earth energy. So, yeah. I want to further that because if you guys go to one of these places, uh, one of the yard places, and you get this really expensive stuff that you throw down for a fertilizer, Open it up and look in there. And what you're going to find is eggshells. You're going to find coffee grounds. You're going to find all the stuff that Virginia's talking about. It's not a joke. They put all that stuff in there and then they add a bunch of uh, uh, chemicals that help things grow. That's like miracle grow for, uh, for plants, which happens naturally in nature. I know this because being, I, I spent 10 years as a, a you know, certified uh, pool and spa operator. And um, whenever there was a fire, anywhere and i live in california which has fire season every year mm -hmm. the smoke that comes off of burnt wood 
is fertilizer for plants. It's a miracle grow for plants. Okay, oh, and yeah. and when the, you take the charcoal, that's why the planet itself burns out all the dead old stuff and everything that comes off of that dead old stuff, including the charcoal that's there, creates life and is miracle grow for life to compost, start over again. Compost, yeah. compost, yes, yeah. compost, absolutely. You know, and I I think I think even you know back to to my childhood, and and my mom, you know, planting flowers in the in the in in the front, you know, um, beds, garden beds and, and doing a garden in the back, uh, you know, vegetable garden and herbs. And, and I just remember the magic of, of being a child and, and, you know, that rich earth of, you know, reaching down and feeling that coolness and, and, you know, using your hands. And sometimes we had gloves on, but most of the time, not. Most of the time, not. And right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, being able to dig those holes and, and plant each one in. And, well, and you and didn't have to worry about chemicals, care, right? Because you, know? well, you weren't buying. Grandma didn't buy. My grandmother had her own compost pile. And, and that was where all the stuff came out that we're talking about that would create that nitrogen. I don't mean to interrupt. And I'm sure that yours did the same. So you didn't have to worry that you were going to get something on your hands that was going to do right. damage to you because it was all natural stuff. Anyway, continue, please, because that's right. a great story. I just wanted to interject with why we weren't wearing gloves yeah. quote unquote, as kids. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't it didn't matter if you were getting the dirt underneath. Your, I was always an, an earthy kid and. Right. I was a tomboy, but I was also a girly girl. I've, I've totally. been kind of everything and all of the above, you know. Um, but I just remember the magic of that feeling of like that sun coming down and, and being able to, you know, remind people to share that magic with our younger generation. Yes. Because, you know, because of the fact of there's there's so much pushing, well, you just go to Walmart and you just pick up this stuff and, and right. whatever you need. And, and we are realizing how much toxins are in our food and in our, you know, not just in our food, but in our environment with our laundry yeah. detergents and yep. um, all the chemicals that are in our sprays and cleaners. And right with the amount of so, plastics that we use now, there's plastic in the food chain itself because we yeah. have so much plastic garbage <laughs> that we have in, that we've put all over the planet. I did a video. I did an entire documentary, which has now been deleted when I was deplatformed from Google, I think I have it backed up on my uh, hard drive. If so, I'll put it back out eventually. I even had permission from Ted talk because I used some of their videos. So they actually had a commercial in the show that I put together. Uh, I signed a contract with them so that I could use their imagery uh, that they had really good imagery. And with the concern was, and it still is, but it's less now guys, just so you know, because people are working on it. But four year, five years ago, when I did the documentary, the talk was that in 50 years, if we didn't change what we're doing now, there would be more plastic in the ocean than what than life. Okay. And that's how bad that it is. And people are taking our, every time you have something that has plastic that you're buying, you know, when you go to the store and you buy, well, I'm going to conserve water. I'm going to go to the store and buy 10 cases of, of water and water bottles. That is a very high, that plastic never goes away, guys, ever, okay? It just breaks down into smaller and smaller particles, and that ends up in the water supply and in the food supply, and now it's in the food chain, and it's in everything that we eat, fish, meat, poultry, our plants are growing with plastic inside the plant itself now because it's taking it and absorbing it out of the ground, and we're consuming this food, and we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. We can change all of that, guys, if you're paying attention and you downsize your carbon footprint. I use these are this is a peanut butter bottle. 
Okay, this is glass. I got peanut butter and took the thing off of it, the pla the paper off of it, and I recycle that to use. I have two of those here, and I only use glass, no plastic, and that's my coffee cup, which is another glass, which is just sand, and sand breaks back down to sand. It's already here naturally on the planet. It's not a byproduct of a petroleum product that's being pushed by that religion we talked about a little while ago. Okay, right. So it's, I apologize for cutting in again, but I wanted to drive that home that you. we're going to be known there is the, the golden I'm era, it's there's the bronze era, it's there's the yeah. steel era, there's the silver era, and we're going to be the plastic era. It's unfortunate, right. but we're going to go down in history as doing more damage to, them, to the planet than any other generation ever. So we right. need to stop it. Okay. It's it's convenience. We're paying yeah. for the convenience. That's why. And I'm this goes back that. to what Casey was saying before. What they want to get you uh, on the their you know their entire uh, way of life being dependent on them. You don't go and get your own water because they tell you don't drink that water. It might not be safe. Really, that's yeah. weird. Why would that not water uh, water not be safe unless you guys are in some factory pumping crap into it upstream? Because otherwise, that water's just been flowing the way it's been flowing for the last mm, couple of billion years. Mm -hmm. And everybody's been able to drink it. But now, all of a sudden, you guys tell us that it's not drinkable. Don't drink that water. It might not be palatable. Buy the stuff I have on a bottle for you. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. You know, changing there just a little bit is I don't know if anybody has watched um, on Netflix. And I'm going to plug it because I think it's great. And it has nothing to do with who's narrating Netflix is it. about to go out of business, but go ahead. <laughs> Netflix has lost like three quarters of their customers lately because they're like, okay, we're tired of you guys sharing. Uh, so from now on, we're going to record who's uh, watching. And if it's not the actual owner of the account, we're going to have some issues. So then a lot of people are like, well, then we don't want to have your product anymore. I love Netflix and I always have guys, but. They're making bad decisions right now for longevity. Anyway, continue, please, with what you were talking about. So, so about our national parks, um, and it is narrated by President Obama. And again, I'm not saying, you know, you don't have to be pro him, whatever. Right, right. She's not but part of that religion, guys. None of us here are part of that religion. So we're not promoting or discrediting anyone. If, he, if Barack Obama put together a good thing, He's going to get praised. That doesn't necessarily mean that anybody here is a friend of his or an enemy of his. We're just saying he did a good thing. Okay. Like Al Gore. A lot of you guys out there might not like Al Gore, but Al Gore has been screaming about the environment and, and people doing good things to change their ways. I don't care what political party he is. That's a religion that I'm not a part of. So I don't care about that. I just care about what people do in life. And so please continue with what Barack Obama did. Please. Well, I was just going to say, um, it, it doesn't matter whatever you watch, Discovery, whatever you watch. Um, if you look at these shows about our national parks, about our wildlife, about the number of animals that are becoming extinct, yeah. you can't help but look at yourself in the mirror at some point and say, what is my contribution here? Is it, am I helping the future? Am I educating kids? Am I making a difference in my daily choices? And, you know, it just, you know, at some point, you got to take your responsibility of the situation, right? Absolutely, Virginia. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said, of, of taking that responsibility of, yes, I am one person. 
I, I can't go out on the side of the highway and, and take care of all of that all myself. Right. But I can take out a little chunk, you know, and, and I can go out there for a couple hours and I can pick up some of that garbage that's along the, the freeway in this little area and know that, yeah, I, I made a difference. I, I did something. And like yeah. you said, it's about taking that responsibility of saying, looking at your daily habits and, and, and how, you know, what you're doing for convenience sakes um, compared, and none of us are perfect. We're all trying to work at it, you know, and, and none of us are saying, Hey, you guys got to, you know, everybody's got to watch their carbon footprint today and you need to, you know, change everything about and quit water bottles and quit, right. you know, all these yeah, things. That's a, that's diapers, a big life you need choice. To start doing yeah. And it's just, it's little changes. It's little teeny things. And Absolutely. those, and those things you know, start to build. Things. This is, here's one of them that I do is a good example. And I'll let you continue. Here's a good example. I do this on an every, everyday basis. When I go somewhere and I'm driving, and then I park my car, I get out and as I'm walking into whatever the establishment is, if I happen to see some garbage on the ground, I don't go, ew, I'm not touching that. It might be contagious, right? I might have the coop. Does it have a mask on? I don't know. I go over and I pick that up, even if I have to go like this, you know? Eh, ah, I'm gonna sanitize my hands. Good thing most stores have hand sanitizer now. Uh-huh. So you can do this, but I pick stuff up and I walk over and I put it in the garbage on the way in. Do you know that people watch you do that? They see you do that. And it's contagious because I've done it and then turned around and watched and someone else will see something and they'll pick it up and put it in the garbage. When you know, if you don't, everyone just steps over everything. So the next time that you're out and about in the world, one little thing, one little thing pays it forward because anyone who sees you do that and everyone's going to see you because no one else is stepping. They're all going to step over it. And you don't realize that everybody's paying attention until you pay down, pin down, pick it up and walk over and make a point to put it in the garbage. And people will go, oh, did you see that? That guy's stupid. He picked up that garbage. He's going to get the coop. Ha, 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 ha. But it got into their head and the other people around, they, they will do it too. Okay. Well, and pay it forward. Love, 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 right? Love heals. Love is amazing. If you go, if you go to Starbucks, if you end up going to Starbucks or you go to McDonald's or you go get gas, whatever, grocery store, you're in line. Somebody in front of you is $10 short on their grocery bill. Help them out, man. Pay it forward. Uh, Pay for somebody's bridge toll. Pay it forward. It all makes a big difference. You know, Omar, who was here in the chat earlier, who is right now on another show talking about Earth Day on his show that he's put it together. Yay, Omar, Earth Day. Woo! (laughs) Right? Right? Kudos and shout out to Omar. Go to Watchers Talk and check it out after we're done because he'll be on all day probably. He does this whenever he goes through, and this is why I'm saying it because you brought it up. Whenever he goes through the drive-thru and he said on his way to work, he would go to the same Starbucks every day. He would go through and he would say, I want to pay for the guy behind me, whoever that is. I want to pay for their coffee. And he would give him money and then he would say, I'll see you tomorrow. How long are you going to be here working today? Oh, I just started my shift or I'll be here for another couple hours. Are you here every day? I'll see you tomorrow. And then tomorrow he would go, how long did that go on? Mm, That's awesome. How many customers before some asshole said, oh, thank you and didn't pay it forward. And he he would get the person behind the counter involved in paying Mm. attention to what was going on. And he did that every day. And he said that when he did that, the, the person would say, 
27 people, man, yesterday kept paying it forward. And he was like, that's how it works. It totally does. Yes, absolutely. I do it all the time. Me, I was just going to say, me too. I love doing that. Love it. When I do, I'm like, do they got a coffee for me? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I'll look in my bag and they completely screwed my order. And I'm like, maybe it was just me coming to pay for this coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> I did mess my order up, but I, but I was supposed to take care of the guy behind me. Yeah. Right. Was. yeah. We are the lucky. Yep. And that's what I've yep. learned like even more. Like when we share our truth with each other, whatever point and direction that is, right? We're here to assist in whichever way it is, right? Yeah. That is when we can tune into that true nature. And that one thing that somebody might have been screaming about, yet didn't know how to actually articulate what was going on. But yet they're screaming inside and outside. Yeah. Which usually that gets to a point where there's not much listening happening within. And um, there's Bridgie. And um, when we do that one small act of kindness, it really allows us to not only share that light with them, for them to engage in that kindness within themselves because it was you guys that showed me love before i could show myself love like right. it came from others showing me and guiding me and then when i seen that i was like oh this is how fun it is and then i just kept shining i think bridget wants to squeeze in here too because the love is endless right right but she, if she wants Absolutely. to come on, get, her on. get her over there put her well, up the only thing one headset <laughs> i don't know if we can plug into i've never done it before yeah, right i don't know we'll have to figure that out right she, her daughter i was talking to her the, it was yesterday it was yesterday the day before we were talking to her, her daughter was in the background i was like put her on camera oh my god how old is she she, she was like oh my god she's 11 i'm like get her over there yes, and we, so yes. she started i'm like we got to get her on the show she's way away that's awesome yeah, she, yeah yeah she's 10. or 10 i'm sorry she's 10. Yeah. That's okay. She acts like she's 16 most days, so it's okay. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, can we squeeze in closer? Yeah, she was making adult, adult comments uh, on the thing, right? <laughs> there she is. Hi. Hey, good morning. Oh, welcome. Hi there, Ian. <laughs> Say hello. What? I'm sorry, what is her name? What's your name? What is it? She's oh. getting, now she's getting shy. Look at her. It's Bridget. Bridget, of now she's getting shy. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, she gets shy now. It's Earth Day. That's why we're all live. You know, of course you know. She's is she, Earth Earth Day. Day. School, is she in school or are they still on break or whatever? We do it a little bit differently than most uh, homes here in, in Canada. I've learned with uh, a lot of stuff that she's gone through with her mental health. I became a home educator. I did too. I home yeah, I was going to say, but yeah. she did the same thing. She yeah. homeschooled her son yeah. for puppy. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's been Look a at the puppy. adjustment because everything that's happened, we kept getting shut down. <laughs> right. And then we tried to do online, but then it wasn't working. So we had asynchronous. And then it got to a point where the she had two teachers, but they were substitutes and having other teachers. And yeah. he would bring home that energy. Right. And next thing you know, it was like, whoa. And I'm yeah. like, is this is this because of home or because of right. school? And it took me like three, four years to navigate. Right. And then finally, we got to a point where with a private school now, but it's for home educators. And then yeah. with the Ontario FTP or whatever it is. That's awesome. I know when I, uh, when, I mean, my, you know, my son's, oh my gosh, 35. 
35 this year. Um, and when I started homeschooling him, it was like nobody was doing it. Nobody no. was doing it. It was, it was yeah. exactly. I, I remember that they had to go through, she had to go through like this whole inspection and they had to have, make sure that she had in a curriculum that was up to code. California is really, really stringent that way. Uh, some states and some countries are like that. I know this only because I, I follow like cruisers because I was going to do that for a while on my yacht. Those of you who know me know that I was going to be a, a cruiser on my yacht and I was going to go to the Caribbean and sail around some countries in California uh, in the United States is one of those states and a lot of states here where if you check in to a port and you have kids on your on your boat, they make you come offshore and register and they make sure they come in and inspect and make sure that you're teaching your children right or they don't let you in to their uh, to their space. So literally, they, if you came to California and you didn't have the right paperwork to take care of your children, they'd make you go back offshore. You can't come here yeah. until you prove to us that you're taking care of your kid right. If you land here, we're going to take your kid from you. So go back out there or leave and go to another state. So so they made her go through rigmarole and say, and people came and checked and she had a curriculum and that they were making yeah, sure. Yeah, I, you know, I just wanted yeah. to say when it comes to homeschooling, I'm, I tell everybody, if you can do it, do it, do it, do it, do yeah. it. It's well, great. Well, for the, it's well, it's because it's. I'm just saying it, it's more of like a holistic way, right? Compared to the traditional way. Because when I went looking, I had to look at the law right. in Ontario, whether or not it was prohibited, what steps I would take to go from Catholic to then in a whole different part. And I kind of had to navigate. And that's the thing is what we're teaching children today is remembering things, <laughs> the basic right. things that they will not need, right? Yeah. And yes, we these things are very... Um, crucial components in education yet when it comes to like curriculum mm -hmm. we have a guideline here mm -hmm. different provinces and probably you guys had a certain one in california yeah. that it had to be at certain things mm -hmm. and what i've learned is more than i'm home educating it's not about the grade anymore it's not right. about the number it's mm -hmm. about where is that child blossoming mm -hmm. rather than sticking with a particular pattern because they're both highly intelligent mm -hmm. they expand in their own. Right. Well, one thing I was, right. Well, one thing I was going to mention is when you homeschool, besides, you know, the, what the county or the city, whatever tells you, you must do you, it opens a whole new world to be able to do sports, outside sports. Yeah. You can do um, trips to the zoo, to your nature, to the parks. We already you, did that. I, yeah. I mean, if you know, was, they we're get so much more. This weekend, and we went to, uh, where else did we go? We went to um, horseback riding. It's nice. All sorts of stuff. Like, even though it's like birthday celebrations or things. Nice. Celebrating. Oh yeah, she travels the world every day. Nice. Yeah. It's so funny. That's cool. That's very yeah, cool. You know, trying to find nature paintbrushes. So what could you use to make a paintbrush? Right? Like get back to the basic skills of like what Gaia offers us. In right. a, way, a, leaf. a leaf. A leaf. Well, a leaf and a stick, right? Yep. You got a paintbrush. You could use um I think some of it was some grass in a paintbrush. We did all sorts of different ones. I remember we used to make, when I was a kid, we would make necklaces 
from the um, eucalyptus trees. You know, they drop the little and the ball like thing and it's got a hole in it. We used to make necklaces out of those. Right. And, you know, that comes back to the naturalness of Gaia Mother Earth keeping the uh, the energy alive because as kids, we are automatically drawn to everything outdoors, fresh air, playing yep. in the mud, uh, making necklaces with stuff from trees. It is natural in us. We are drawn to it, just like our ancestors, to connect with Gaia Mother Earth. And, you know, for so much, and, you know, I'm glad, I am so glad that finally, uh, what is it now? I think it's um, 56 years ago, 50 or 50 so years ago, when Earth Day started, that I'm so glad that that happened, that we take this opportunity at least once a year, if not once a day, when we really should be doing it, to, right. to connect, to give thanks. And, you know, I'm being of... Uh, a paganism, Wicca, um, just an outdoorsy person, a Taurus, whatever, whatever your reason, ground, heal, center, breathe, connect with Mother Earth because she is here for us and she is blessing us. We just need to stop and smell the roses literally and be great right. and grateful. Yeah. So the first, the first, very first Earth Day was April 22nd, 1970. That's when it started, 1970. So that's, what is that, 52 years ago? Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you, hippies. Thank you, yeah. hippies. <laughs> right? Right? Absolutely. Right? I know. I don't have the long hair anymore, but anybody that knows me knows that I'm a hippie. <laughs> right? No <laughs> right? doubt. Yeah, no doubt. That's why they call me Roster Rat. Roster <laughs> 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 Rat. <laughs> Right. That's I love that awesome. picture, by the way. And that was random. That was one of those things. Press this button and see what your spirit animal is. I'm clicking. I went, oh, yeah, baby. Rasta rat. <laughs> Rasta rat. Little rat. That's hilarious. Rat. I love the hat. The beanie that's knitted. It has all the colors, you know. Yeah, that on his head. I was Here's dying. another thing, right, that we can easily gather when we're outside. I, this is right. a crow feather. but you know, Back in the day, that was a pen. Well, and Native Americans, they use it for smudging, right? Yes. It's smudging, it's yes. clearing energy, it's yep. breaking the, you know, and they the used it in their head. And they used it in the headdress too, depending yeah. on what, you know, whether they used an eagle or a crow meant different magic for what they were trying to do. And they would have it first, they would hang it off of a, of the a braid, you know, uh, they'd have one hanging off a braid sometimes, sometimes hanging off their ear, yeah. uh, you know, when they were doing different things where different rites of passage and yeah. especially when they were going into the kivas and, and uh, doing a lot of different things that they would do all of that nature was everything guys. We're in this modern era. We've gotten so far away from that, that we think that we have to have metal and plastic and, and aluminum and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I was, when I was living down in the San Francisco Bay area, my next door neighbor was, uh, had a, had a business. He was from, uh, Mexico. He had a business that was the fumigation business, uh, to where they would come and put that tent over your house and fumigate your house to get rid of termites or whatever rodents that you had. And, uh, especially termites. And he said, you know, it's funny in Mexico, I didn't have a job. And I said, why? There's why you, 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 you couldn't start your company there. And he said, no, in Mexico, most of the buildings are made out of Adobe 
We don't have termites. America, that's an American problem. You guys build everything out of wood and the termites get into it. So you have to, so now I'm like, I'm gonna be a millionaire because because houses are made of wood here. We don't have that problem. So we don't have to spend that money to worry about that. And if America went back to making things out of earth, your, all your problems will go away. When I moved to Arizona, I realized you can build a house in Arizona either out of Adobe or out of wood like we do now. And everybody who had an Adobe house said their house was far cooler in the summer, far warmer in the winter yeah. because it had naturally thick walls of earth. So, so and they didn't yeah, have to worry about termites, down the all the trees. Spiders, nothing got into the walls because the walls were all earth. Stop cutting down all the trees. I'm, you know, I got to give a shout out here because I worked as a vet tech for 20 some years. I worked in wildlife rehabilitation and, you know, we are, we are taking down, I'm sorry, too many trees, way too many trees. There's, there's owls losing their habitat. They're yep. becoming extinct because they have no place to nest. Yep. Um, we, the redwoods, need to stay up they are part of our history there is a reason that we have all these trees that right. mother earth plants you know after the fires thank goodness you know thank heavens whatever um that they replenish the seeds because we yeah. need these trees for our oxygen for our survival so right. think about plants. these things, people you there's a reason why they're realize. here I want, to, I want to reiterate what Virginia yeah. is saying here, the importance of that. You guys out there that don't understand, uh, I hate saying that word, don't understand because we don't stand under anyone. Uh, the, those of you who don't understand or you don't get what the importance of this is, anything that grows on this planet that is green breathes what we exhale. They inhale that like miracle grow. They need it. It's their, it's their air. Do you realize that the byproduct of the air that they breathe in, that they breathe back out, is oxygen, which we breathe in. So the more we are destructive to the trees, especially the big green trees, the, the evergreens and, the, and the, the redwoods, but all green life, that's killing us. Okay, We're destroying the, the rainforest uh, on this planet. And I, and I jokingly said about 30 years ago once, we humans are going to die out of existence in the future because we're going to find out that we destroyed the one thing, the one plant or the one animal in the rainforest that saves the human uh, existence. And right. now coming forward, I'm worried that that's going to be a reality. I joked about it back then and thinking that we would have enough common sense, but it's only common if everyone has it, right. to stop destroying the rainforest. But they've gone to rainforest, rain, rainforest destruction 101, and they're on full speed uh, in trying to destroy that. And when I say they, it's the people that uh, applied that religion that we're not talking about that we mentioned earlier. Uh, and it's crazy, guys, because they don't seem to have any idea, and they're trying to get that across to you guys without you knowing it that there is no reason to be concerned about the environment because it doesn't have any recourse on us. We'll all be long dead when it decides to give away. And so will the rest of the entire human race if we continue on the path that we're on. People okay. are changing that, okay? It is becoming more apparent, and it is becoming 
uh, uh, not a thing as much because there's me, many, many millions and billions around the world that are doing what I do and what these people are doing and doing that on a daily basis and informing people so that we understand or we understand. We don't stand under anyone. We understand. We get the fact that we need. We have children. Look, Jacqueline has a child. What is her child going to look at in this world? What is her child going to see? What is her grandchildren going to see? Not just, you know what I mean? Well, and, and your own, as everyone's. I'm yeah. just suggesting this right now. But think about this, too. Not just the rainforest that we've been, uh, I don't want to say neglecting, but not seeing the full fatality of it all. Um, is also the coral reefs, like the ocean. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like the oceans haven't even been explored. Yeah. And they're out there trying to do whatever they're doing with it. Right. And then they're trying to sell us the water. Sell us the water. That's already part of our natural existence. <laughs> the planet is 75% water and they're trying to sell it to us. Right. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and then the seeds are GMO. What are they going to charge us for air? Right. Yeah. That's it. That's why they put the chemicals in it and these heavy metals, which then yeah. create a de- or heavy metal, um, which don't allow people's brain to fire properly. Like toxicity. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's so much everywhere. Like, and yes, as we become the light and full embodiments, right? We yeah. still can get kind of irritable with certain chemicals. And it right. not right. happen to the average person because they're so accustomed to whatever it is. Same with fruits, veggies, any of this stuff. Like I just looked up at Adobe. I was like, ooh, you just got my brain clicking more. Because we have to go back to those natural resources. If we're taking, then we have to not only um, replace it, but maximize that abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And even when you were talking about earthing, I had to go out. That's so I was like, I'll be back. And actually say a little prayer to Gaia and put my feet in feel that yes. the ground's like mold to my feet yeah right. i, I yes. haven't done this in a while friend I do right. it time, but i went and did it in the back and it's been the first time in a long time and i'm like wow i know i do it every day and it i i, I feel I that connection every almost yeah. every day you know i'm not perfect but i did i did want to bring up you know kind of back to the trees yeah. and planting um right a gift that I had gotten with my brother and I, like I said, have always been, um, always been nature kids. And, and we grew up in the, in the national parks and Glacier National Park and Yellowstone. Like that's where we grew up during the summers. And um, one of the things that a really good friend who knows me had um, for a gift, and it's called Trees for Change. Uh-huh. And as a gift, she had gotten me this, I'll show you, but 10 trees have been planted in a U.S. national forest as a memorial grove for Drew Bracken. Oh, that's awesome. And this was from my friends and you can actually go and this says um, waste recycled paper, no trees was harmed in making this certificate. And then, um, then it gives a phone number, Trees for Change. I'll put that up there because, I mean, just even giving this little gift to someone else of saying, hey, I'm planting this, you know, not just in memorial, but um, I don't know if we can get the number up there. Yeah, we can see it clear. Hold it up for a second. We'll just leave it there for people to see. And, I'll, and for the people That's listening awesome. on the MP3 broadcast, it has a 707 area code. It's in the United States. So it would be 1-707-508-9262. 
treesforchange.com. www.trees for change or for a change. I'm sorry, treesforachange.com. That's awesome. And, you know, even if you go to that website or call that phone number, I'm sure they can connect you with other states or countries. I know um, uh, my family's from Ireland and Scotland, and I know that over in Ireland, they will actually do something very similar to that. So the good thing is we're all waking up. We are all tuning in. We are all connecting and we all realize we can make a difference in one form or another and through our loved ones, our ancestors, the connection to each other, we can make a definite difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I'm so agree. glad you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. yes. Well, that and it was definitely your, your, well your conversation. Good. Yeah. You know, and it was your comments about talking about the trees and, and, you know, and just being able to replant our forests for what is being taken out. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I thought of that, you know, and spirit gives us things for a reason, you know, yeah. and, and I thought immediately because that was one of the most precious gifts that I got. I mean, I can go, they give a website and you can go onto that website and find out where your trees have been planted. And I can be able to go to that that grove that was planted, especially in memory of my brother, because we we love the outdoors. And that was oh, his wow. last his last resting you know place was was out in the mountains. That's awesome. You know, and, while we're talking about it, I wanted to mention um, there's a lot of different organizations um, that you can join as well, not just for trees, not just for planting, but to help our wildlife, to help the inhabitants that we share this space with. So whether if you're into wolves, lots of wolf sanctuaries that you can adopt, uh, not, I don't mean to bring home, but you can sponsor, that's a better word. You can sponsor, um, wildlife and they will send you pictures of the animal that you have sponsored, whether it's a wolf or a jaguar, a mountain lion, a hummingbird, the bees. Let's not forget the small Ugh. ones, the, yes, bees. the bees. We need them bees, to bees. survive. Yes. So, uh, yeah, especially the European honeybee. For those of you who don't know, that was on the endangered species list for a while in the United States. Without that, they found out that the other animals did thrive and start flourishing. I remember when that happened and the honeybee was waning, all of a sudden bumblebees were everywhere. And I was like, where did all these bumblebees come from? And it was because their population was able to grow larger because they were trying to replace nature was trying to replace the honeybee, the European honeybee. Uh, and, and, you know, that's probably the way it was in the United States before all the monks got here uh, from Europe, because that's where they brought it over with them. Uh, not realizing that there was already bees here that would take care of that. But now it's a part of the way that of life in the United States and around the world. Uh, and so we have to take care of all of that life. You guys don't know this. Ben and Jerry's realized them and give a, a shameless plug for Ben and Jerry's. I'm not getting paid by them, but they realized because of the flavors of their ice cream that without the bees pollinating the plants, first of all, we humans, this is no joke. 
would not exist. We would die because yeah. unless we became worker bees and went out and did what they were doing, we'd but we'd be out there with shooting, you know, and 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 literally uh, uh, pollinating plants. Literally, a human would have to take the job and pollinate every plant and every tree and every life form on the planet because these little things that Virginia's talking about, the bees, the honeybees, and other insects, who's that's what they do. Without that population, none of our food becomes possible for us to eat, and we would die and cease to exist. We're part Can of an I ecosystem. Can something to you when I was doing home educating? So honeybee, there's two. There's a honeybee, and then there's um, there's three different types, right? The honeybee, the workers, and something else. Don't ask me right now, but it got me so excited. When they actually do it, it goes through their gut. And they poo it back out. And that honey, then we eat and digest and heals us from the inside out. And I'm like, right? Wow. Amazing. It was. And it, it all talks about it. It goes back to us all being connected. Everything. We're, and it's not just as people that we're all connected. We are connected to this earth. We have a responsibility. I mean, I'm saying the obvious that, you know, we've been talking about, but we have a responsibility to be taking right. care of our water and our, our earth and our food and, and these things, because it's been us. We have been the ones who have been destroying it all, you know, through carelessness and through greed and through those, the, they, that we don't talk, we don't say the name of they. The unconscious. That's how right. I do lately. When I'm walking around, I'm like, what's this person a conscious aware? Or are they unconscious aware? Are they unconscious, unconscious at all? Like, that's where I can understand that no matter if they have the awareness or not. Like, even for myself, I'm not perfect. I've never thought I was perfect. Well, some moments I did. But then it comes back to not only the imprint we make with the, the economy within ourselves, like the, um, you know, what I'm talking about. Why am I going with this one? Not eco, the eco frame. Ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly, the ecosystem within ourselves. When we create that within our true nature, then it doesn't really matter the rest of it because then we're no longer, not necessarily just the carbon copy, we're now the crystalline. So we will intuitively and innately know the direction that our soul's gonna take, however that is to honor Gaia, our star family, all of that stuff. And that's when we can truly dive deep into paying it forward if it's with the humans. <laughs> the animals yeah anything right because yeah. i know we didn't come here to play small we came here to be our multi-dimensional beingness and all right. facets that we are go big and then go home <laughs> there you go yeah we're already home so much people are like i want to get off this planet or i want to go somewhere else and it's like well that's why we came here now yeah. so we could be in this heart space and space in the zero point energy and connect back to not just the the primordial essence that we are yes the, the infinite intelligence that we are and that's where gaia comes in because her grid lines are teaching us that ancestry that descendants anything and everything and and like how we've added through the ages regardless of it's plastic or what was the other one we were talking about before plastic leo oh the roundup and chemicals and yeah yeah so all of these yeah. things, our bodies have become adjusted to it so mm -hmm. the point where we think it's normal in some sense and that's where we really have to go within ourselves and ask ourselves is this going to serve me in 
six months, five years, 10 years. And like you said earlier, Virginia, about the minimal stuff. And I think, uh, Cass, you were talking about too, how like we just come to a point where we get to this um, inward journey that even though we felt alone for a long time or scared or worried or separated, we can really take that time. And especially it's springtime. I don't know where you are in the world, but maybe it's winter, but it's still a good time to have a good time. And that's when we can truly connect. And I just want to share something because we were talking about it earlier. So I had this vision, I would say about six, eight months ago, that this is the time now. This is where the two timelines, so to say, will merge themselves. But there's many, 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 right? But there's two specific ones, right? It doesn't even matter if we give an energy or not, because we already know. And I kept feeling in my heart that there's certain taboo topics that people don't want to talk about. They're just like, forget it. I don't want to go there. And it's mental health, addiction, prevention, homelessness, suicide, and poverty, which collectively is really governing people's forces in fear or doubt or not remembering their true nature. And it was put on my heart that June 21st, June 22nd, even though I know there's other days that are happening, the solstice and in Canada, I believe it's National Indigenous Day for people. And I feel us all as we rise in our hearts into that sacred genome that we are, that we're here to bring awareness to this so people can be the ambassadors that they are absolutely i keep looking up and down because i'm looking at the beautiful faces and 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 when we embody this ambassador of wherever it is that we come from if it's from earth or another place or wherever it is everything is perfect as is and that's where we can really stand together no matter if we've experienced suicide or um near-death experiences right or or um, homelessness, suicide, any of this stuff, right? And I'm so excited. I'll tell you all more. I'm planning the local, but also I want to do global online, kind of like what we're doing here, because all of us have a voice, and it's time for us to start using it. I'm use really chakra. Use absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever platform, use it, right? Get the voices out there. And I wanted to touch on Jacqueline, since you mentioned that, um, you know, we say, uh, you know, as I say, pagan Wiccan, as above, so below. Absolutely. Right? And so everything is connected. And whatever we believe in, whatever way we worship, we are all connected. And going back a little bit to what when we were talking about what we're doing to the earth we are doing to ourselves as you mentioned Jacqueline so many of us myself included have been diagnosed with autoimmune disease don't know what it is we don't know what's caused it we don't really know how to fix it but you have autoimmune disease We'll yeah, break go, this is really rare. Like one in a billion gets this, and you're the lucky one. What? Or you get the answers that we well, we just don't know. We we yeah, don't we know. Just don't know. We got to keep. Testing. We don't know. We don't know how to help you. We don't know how to cure it. We don't know how to do anything. Absolutely. And you have to go inside and really start seeking your again, seeking your own truth of of having that faith in yourself. 
of I've got to do this myself. I've got to look yep. into these things. I've got to research and and know, you know, what you have to you have to be your own advocate. I yes. mean, you know, yes. whether it's for you no. or your fur baby, because I just went through this with my own dog. Yep. You have to be an advocate because otherwise you're just a number and you're just going to take this pill and you're going to be charged that amount, but we still don't cure anything. Right. And, don't, you know, I always put say you on medicine, they this, just put the bandaid on. Right. I always say dis-ease in your life, dis-ease in your environment creates your diseases. And yep. once you can tap into what is the dis-ease that I have in my life? What is it that I am not looking at and dealing with? Because once you deal, then you can cure. I mean, I'm so, just throwing it out there. So mine was hard. Right, hard and, that's the, and that's the shadow work, right? That we have to do on our inner self anyways. So I, I look at it this way, just like I had said about the, the pain body. We abused the pain body. I said this last night, right? That was yesterday, Jacqueline. We, we abused the pain body because it wants to be abused. Its job is to be the pain body. So it wants to be abused. It doesn't understand anything that we do. It just wants your attention. And your attention is I'm a body. And what my function is, is for you to know and keep you rooted in this reality so that you understand or you understand because we don't stand on it or anyone. I'll eventually get that out of my brain. And I won't say it that way anymore. I'll always say understand, right? You just have to rechange. There's another part of the negativity that you got to get out. That was the secret. So we, we tend to, our body wants to tell us something. So without its function, what does it have left to do? So it constantly wants to be in pain some way so that it has a function because it, 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 it only does what it's told. Its yeah. job is to be the pain body. So we need to convince the pain body that you don't have to be in pain. I know you're there. Right. All part of the lesson. It's all part of the journey. It's all part of our lessons. It's all part yes. of the growth. It is all part of connecting with your highest and best self. And, you know, we all have the inner life light and your inner life light may be this big or it may be this big. And it's going to continue to grow as you continue to know. But um, oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, I like that. It's going to continue to know, right? And I just, I'm like, oh, I like that. Um, right? But it's, it's so true. You know, uh, what we do with our environments, inside home, outside home, inside right. body, outside body, that's what's going to either heal or destroy. We decide. Right. Yeah. And, and that whole you need to you know you need to be able to deal in order to heal. Yeah, oh, right. but I'm bump. There we go. Another I love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're <laughs> to deal go. with those those issues and being able to look at yourself, the 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 shadow work um is so in, important. It's not fun. It's no, not, it's not, not but it, but it needs to be done. And then to, yeah. so, you know, I did an entire show, literally did a, a three hours to talk about three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it was about that, about that process of what you have to go through. And, you know, people go, oh, my life is, is horrible or whatever. You, you get caught in this, in this rut of if it's two steps forward. And, you know, every time I take a step forward, it's two steps back or three steps back. If you have that mindset, you're telling the universe that's your life. You're telling yourself that's your life. You, you, so it's, 
it's a mindset. Everything is a mindset here. You need to realize that you need to understand that. That's why we don't say the understand because we don't stand under anyone. Nobody is our superior and you have to understand. We should be saying that more often because what is that? That means I get it in here. Mm. Right. I I get it in here. So I I, you have to understand that we are our own. Yeah, we're our own enemy. So you have the only way you can do that. Like we were talking about the shadow work is even though it's icky and it's yucky at the end of the day or at the end of that shadow work, when you when you push those things out and you you experience them and you and you force yourself to look at it and then you be honest with yourself and, and say, yeah, I have a problem here. It's a fault. I That's need to work the hardest on. part right there. Yeah. Be honest with Because the self. ego is yeah. going to be telling your mind to tell you, no, 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 don't listen to the to the guy on the shoulder, the little the little angel on your on your shoulder. You know, that whole little concept is the devil on your left shoulder and the angel on your right shoulder is the ego on your left shoulder. And it's your it's your conscience, not your consciousness, but your conscience is on your right shoulder going, no, don't do that. You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. And then you got the devil over here, which is your ego, that is instant gratification. Who cares about him? What's about us? Let's get it. Let's do it now, man. Who cares if we hurt his feelings? That's the devil over here. And then your your conscience, your consciousness has to listen to one of them. And then you hear people talk about that. Which wolf do you feed? Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, do you understand? So we have to take care of ourselves it's in all the scriptures guys i know you go oh, here he goes he's a he's a uh, he's a priest he's a he's a you know he's one of those clergy he's gonna i don't care what spirituality that you that you are a part of or even if you don't have any in your life if you read any scroll from any of these so-called religions that were based on true scrolls of people who were trying to tell you the way that you should be conducting your life which is a good wholesome way that will lead you back to the source whatever you call that if you pay attention to that all of them said the same thing and they were all talking about and how do you do it you have to understand you have to fix you on the inside and like jacqueline said you have to the only way you can really let people love you is that you have to love yourself first so how do you love yourself you have to go do that shadow work casey was talking about it virginia was talking about it you have to do the shadow you have to you have to you know what i'm not listening to the ego anymore and i'm going to admit that i have faults i am not perfect i have problems i have faults and it's okay for me to admit that to myself in fact it's vital and it's important for my survival of my body of my mind of my spirit in the entire complex that i am that's Once part of the journey the journey that, is being perfectly imperfect yes yeah. and giving yourself that grace you yeah. know of yeah. not being hard on yourself giving yourself grace yeah, of, it's okay to be a hey screw up. I'm, I'm learning <laughs> this is this is what this process is all about yep and also too for my experiences it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable Oh, cozy multi-dimensionality. Wait, is this higher being self, or is this? Oh my God, I want attention, or (laughs) that sort of thing. And that's where I've learned to come back to it. Is really the deeper where you say inner stand. I go to the inner knowingness because the shadow to me is my ancestral lineage and my descendant lineage of who I was. And all right. lifetimes, all happening simultaneously, every single freaking one of it. So if I'm struggling to get out of myself or out of the freaking way, 
what is it that's sticking me in that box so to say or keeping me in that sort of separate mode that it's already that it's already one <laughs> like what's separating that conscious or that devilish behavior because right. I, I was not a nice nice person for a very long time very long time and then i realized wait we can't go on like this <laughs> You know I mean? think most of us aren't very nice when we're teenagers, right? We know everything. Yeah, kids are we know it all. I was like, I don't know. It all figured out. I don't need to be told. I got it figured out. I, right? I know what this is, this is all about. I knew about. everything. I, I, I just asked me. I knew everything. And then one day I turned 23 or 24 and I woke up and went, holy crap. Where did it all go? And that's when you have that realization of you really didn't know anything anyway. You just thought you did, bro. Yeah. 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 And, and now I feel like with Gaia, it's a feeling point rather than uh, than just a thinking point. Because that yeah. is very logical, right? Most most very logical. I have to understand this. And then it's like, oh, wait. Get I out of the mind and free the spirit. Get out of the mind yes. free the spirit. And and for the, the holy part of you is connecting to that heart. Yeah. That yeah. heart that you are. Because when yep. you're connected to that core heart of you, Gaia, the galactic, whatever you call within yourself home, that is when it's like, okay, let's go pick up garbage for an hour or let's go help people or let's, right. let's be of service and do outreach or whatever your calling is. Because Feed the spirit as you feed your body. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's it. Because yeah. the nutrients that we're feeding our body it's not only blessing our fibers to become more alive, yeah. it's actually um, revitalizing us. And I've learned that with people, places, things, inanimate objects, I've always had it for a long time. And now I see more of like the aerial perspective where yes, I'm connected to all that is, yet there's a connection of all that is that's connected to all that is. Like it's like okay. yeah. <laughs> beyond thought or form or feeling. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it, it. We have to be able to. You know, we're we're created for. I had a conversation, and I'll tell you the story. I had a conversation with a rabbi, and he was playing the devil's advocate. Although in this sense, it wasn't the devil's advocate. He was playing the God advocate, right? Uh, so what he was doing was he was speaking as if he was God, and I was the human race. And I was asking questions to God and God was being objectively responsible with the answers back to me. So it was a harsh conversation that you would have with yourself if you were being honest. And and I and I asked questions like, you know, what are we here for? Why uh, all of this existence? And and uh, and he he stopped me and said, you have this concept of the shadow work that you guys need to work on. He says, that's a good thing. Don't ever stop doing that. Everybody should do that. But you're missing the point. And I went, really? He said, yes. And I remember he's speaking as if he's God. And I said, um, I don't understand. He said, well, you have to understand. Let's understand. That's where I started getting that from. Let's understand because I don't stand under anyone. And, <laughs> right? and I was like, Oh, right. I'm speaking to he who is channeling God at this point. I don't stand under anyone. So you would understand this. I created all of this and it was beautiful and no one was here to witness it, see it and experience it. So I created all of you. But I created you for a reason and you've forgotten that reason. 
And I said, well, isn't the creation for us to live life and experience life and better ourselves to uh, return back to the source? And he said, close, close. All of that's well and good, and you want to focus on that, but it's not why I created you. I said, well, then why did, why did you create us? And he said, I have this part of myself that's very objective. I have to be objective with myself because I am the creator. If I'm not objective with myself, I become the ego I created for you. And that is not me. And I said, okay, so I don't understand. And he said, I created you because I created a house and no one was living in it. I created you to live in the house and make it a home so that I could join you there. And what's happened is you've forgotten about me and why I created you because you're so obsessed with yourselves. When you're created and you need to do these things and the only way you can make my house a home is to do these things, but you have to realize you were created to make this house of the universe livable for yourselves and then I can join you there. Because I can't join you and won't join you in a house that is not a loving home. Right. That's well, why you were kicked out of the garden because you were turning it into this world that you're living in now. You all have to remember why I created you. Take care of yourselves, fix yourselves, but you were created to turn all of this into a home. And the only way you can do that is you have to love yourself, everyone else, the home you're living in and respect it, and the universe and me. Absolutely. I mean, how many different times do we see, you know, you go into the store and they sell these, these signs and things you can put up in your house that says what all are welcome here. Welcome, welcome to our home. Welcome our home is home. open to all. You know, <laughs> I grew up in a family where there was always enough food made for my friends, my brother's friends, my sister's friends, the neighbor's kids. I mean, we all came together True story. all the time. She would say, hey, come over to, to my house tonight. Right? We're having dinner and, and I know there's going to be plenty. Right. Never, and ever that's what we need house, to ever. do more of. Invite all into your home. Invite all into your space. Invite all into and isn't it funny how I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about, you know, back in the day, someone would come and knock on your door and you'd be like, oh, someone's here and, and you would come and 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 now it's almost like we don't have company enough or people are so into their own worlds yep. that like someone knocks on the door and you're like, who's that? They didn't call me. They didn't, they didn't text. Like, I didn't be selling me something or trying to rip me right. off. Otherwise they wouldn't right. be at my door right now. Right. It's automatically like, Oh, who's that? You know? And, and yeah. be, yeah. but before, I mean, even, you know, 20, 30 years ago or whatever, you know, someone would come and you'd be excited and yeah. hey, welcome in. And, and do you want some water? Would you like something to eat? Yeah. And, you know, I we know. 
Yeah. We didn't lock uh, our doors. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, now, I grew up in now a small everybody town. locks their door. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't that, lock our doors. We didn't, when you I was know. a kid, we, the, 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 everybody who was, who was family or, or the kids, and we went through the back door. Yeah. Even right. when I went to my grandma's house, in the back door. Speaking of doors, I got somebody at the door. <laughs> doors, I can hear it. She's got the dog barking. Someone's at her door. Well, you know what? In the, there's a movie that was made back in the in the fifties, early fifties, nineteen fifty or fifty one, fifty two, uh, with uh, with uh, um, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. Was called The Quiet Man, and he left from America. He was born in Ireland. And he left from America and went back to Ireland because he wanted to get away from America and he wanted to get back to his roots. So he went back to Ireland and he bought the house he was born in that his family owned for 10 generations. And uh, people there didn't remember him because he was a little boy. But once he said his name and who his father was, everyone was like, I know your dad. I remember you when you were a kid. And uh, so he had to, he had to, he met this girl, Maureen O'Hara, and he fell in love with her. And so he was courting her and they went to the front door and knocked and she ran into the, to the kitchen or the dining room where her brother was eating and says, there's someone at the front door. And he says, what is the back door not good enough for him? Who are these people? Because that was the way they were in Ireland as well. And at my, at, at my grandmother's house, if there was a knock at the front door, it was a stranger. Because everybody who knew my grandmother would come to the back door and you didn't need to knock. It was open. Just come yeah. in. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's true too, that you kind of you just assume that anybody that you know family or friends that are family aren't aren't gonna be knocking. Right. And, and that's the way it was. I had a buddy, a buddy of mine, I still I'm still friends with him. We've been friends for thirty five years. And my mother told him that. And I remember I was seventeen, he was sixteen at the time, and he would come over and he wouldn't knock and he'd walk in the door and go straight into the kitchen, open up the refrigerator, rummage around, make a sandwich, eat leftovers, and my mom never cared because that was what it was for. Right? right. She would make extra and there would be leftovers for whoever wanted them. It was it was open game for anyone. So he would come in when he was hungry, nothing at his house, his mom wasn't home or she didn't cook dinner. He'd show up at our house and start rummaging through the leftovers. My family to this day still does this. I have to keep cheese, slices of cheese in the refrigerator for my sister. One of my sisters, she loves cheese like I do. She comes in, first thing she does is go in and get some cheese. What kind of cheese do you have today? I got to have four or five kinds of cheese. In fact, she came on Wednesday and she says, where, what, what, you don't have the smoked mun or the smoked Gouda. And I said, yeah, they didn't have those. I went to, I went to Food Max this week and not at another store and they didn't have any smoked Gouda. And she was like, oh, that's no good. I'll have to have sharp cheddar then. I, yeah. You know what I mean? My brother shows up and he goes for salami. I always keep a salami in the fridge because if my brother shows up, he's going to go over and have a couple pieces of salami. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And that's normal. It's yeah. normal for in, in our family. But these days, you're right. Someone knocks at the front door and you're like, who, who, who is that? Yeah, well, the dog is happy now because it was her chewy dog food delivery. So. Oh, so he was the window going, the peanut butter box is here. Like yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, and the one of the things, box. you know, just talking about the, the home and um, one of the things my husband and I have been together for 23 years and we don't have children and, and both of our brothers have lived with us off and on right. and friends have lived with us. But one of the things that they always said was that our home, there was always a feeling, always a feeling of like, it didn't matter if they were, it was their first time there or their hundredth time there. They felt at home. Absolutely. They felt comfortable. Yeah. And, and I remember even before I really was understanding energy and, and a lot of things. We don't stand under anyone. Right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I, 
I'm going to eventually one day I won't say understanding anymore because it'll be out and I will say understanding and people yeah. will look at me weird, you know, when I do it because we're we so programmed to say that word, aren't we? It's hard not to say understand. Yeah. And when, and when, you know, who's got me originally said that was Michael Tellinger. I don't know if anybody out there knows who he is. I was talking to him and he said, understand. Well, nope. I don't stand under anyone. So when that rabbi said that, I was like, oh, and he's talking as if he's God and he's, I don't stand under anyone. And then uh, Michael Tellinger said that. So now I've tried to incorporate that into, into, and every time somebody says it, I go, no, no, we don't stand under anyone. Let's get that out. That's negative. Right, right. Yeah. Cassie, spray like the, spray the, the bad stuff be gone spray. There you go. <laughs> Cassie, like you were saying though, and maybe I missed it when I had to run to the, to the door, but you know, I was raised in a household. Um, my grandmother lived with us and uh, her and my grandfather owned restaurants on the East Coast and diners on the East Coast. She would get up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and she'd make homemade bread, homemade pie, uh, you know, uh, cakes, all these different things. And everyone was welcome and yeah. everyone came together collectively at the table and there was conversation. Oh my gosh, the conversations, when you put food on the table and people have something in common, food, drink, talk, the stories that were shared, the knowledge that is gained, the mm -hmm. laughter that occurs. I, yeah. you know, I miss that. I really do. My, my kids are grown and family has moved and spread. And unfortunately we don't get to spend that time together like we used to. Yeah. Um, but that's where you start bringing in neighbors, start bringing in coworkers, start bringing in, you know, uh, just, uh, I don't know, but it's creating that space. It's creating that yeah. space of, of, you know, putting out that energy and that that feeling of love and welcomeness when when you create that space and you hold that Absolutely. in your home that people can tangibly feel that yeah um just being in the space yeah and, yeah. and so you know, i i can i can give you examples and and, and virginia can probably uh, attest to this because she's been here to my house it's not a great it's not a mansion right but I have this, I tell people that, you know, people think I have some sleep spell in my house because when you come in here, it's a home. And what happens is there is no yuckiness from the outside world, except yep. for unless the television happens to be on one of those mm -hmm. religious channels mm -hmm. that we weren't talking about that has a D or an R after the name of the people that are talking. And if that's on, then there's some chaos coming in. But we change that and that's not on. We go to something else like, who cares, Animal Planet. That's a good, we usually are on there. Right now, in fact, we're on Animal Planet in the other room. <laughs> so my mom's watching that. But people come in here and they sit down and the, all of a sudden, uh, like 15, 20 minutes later, they're going, oh, man, I'm, I'm ready to fall asleep here. What's going on? I'm like, well, there's, there's no bombardment mm -hmm. of evilness and all of that crap from the outside world in right. here. And so home, what's happening is the body's going, yeah, your body's going, oh, and because of that, you're comfortable and you start wanting to go to sleep because it's the same environment you have in your bedroom mm -hmm. at night when you're going to go to bed. It's your sanctuary yes. where you feel safe, but mm -hmm. you don't realize that exactly. you can create that everywhere else whenever right. you want. And, and we can about. do that with Mother Earth. Yep. Yes. She is our home. We yep. can create that sanctuary, right? I mean, right. bringing it back to what the show is about, it yep. is 
connection. It is sanctuary. It is love. And whether we are creating that in our house and at our table, or we're creating it outside, planting, gardening, barbecuing, so then you get the best the best of both, right? I it's just create that sanctuary, connect connect to the love, bring the inner light out and uh, share stories, laugh together. And, and it's days like today being Earth Day where yeah. we're trying to project that out to the entire human residence. I love that the person who who Absolutely. invented that, who cre- who first uh, was was the discoverer of that was called Schumann. So it's called the Schumann resonance, resonance, the vibrational pattern of the human race was invented by a guy named Schumann, which is very close to human. I love that. That's the universe. That's God going, you know what? We're going to give the guy who invented the entire and and, and was the first one who discovered it. His last name is going to be so close to human that no one is going to notice. No one's going to notice that his name is not human. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so what we're talking about here that we've that we're trying to do, you do it. You guys all do it in, in somewhere in your house. Some people, it's the restroom because you go in there and you shower, you bathe and you sitting in the cow gone. Take me away in the sense. Uh, but at night, what do you do? You go to your sanctuary that is your bedroom, that is your bed. And that's my place. And that's the place I feel safe. Well, we're, we're trying to show you that the feng shui of you can create that in your house. And then guess what? You can create that in your community. And then guess what? You can create that in your town, your city, your county, your state, your, your government, your country, and then your planet. It is no difference than the house. This is the house that God created for us. Whatever you call that deity figure, the, the all-father, the whatever religion that you follow or spiritual path you follow, there's some sort of idea that you have for the creator. That creator created all of this for us to what? Make it a home. So don't just make your your bedroom a home. Don't just make your kitchen a home. Don't just make your house a home. But extend that feeling out to your neighbors and to your society and to the world itself. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Yes, there is 10% of the population of this planet that is nefarious, that, is, that are sociopaths. And they all they want to do is what they can do. We talked about this. Jacqueline talked about it before because of your heart. Your heart is where the creation is. Your heart is where the love is without your heart chakra. If you are, in fact, nefarious, evil, you don't have that heart chakra turned on because you are hateful. But it doesn't mean you're stuck. No No one is stuck stuck to stay that way. That's right. You can change. It will. Because why? The creator created this place to allow all of us to do whatever it is that we want. So right. if you are find yourself being, I just, I've noticed that I'm a bad person and I will. Now you're starting the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. You're starting to realize maybe I don't like being bad. I don't like being around people that are bad. I want to change. How do I do that? We talked about that with the shadow work. You have to be honest with yourself and say, I'm not a good person. What can I do to change this? Do I want to change it? How can I change it? That's the shadow work we're talking about. And then you change that about yourself. And guess what? If you watch 
the Grinch that stole Christmas. He starts out being a sociopath with a heart three times too small. Before the whole thing's over, he changes his ways and he starts to love. And it's the whole that's the whole entire parable of that story. Right. The moral of that story is that you can change your ways from being evil to good on a dime if you want. And when you do, you're rewarded. And then his side, his heart grew two sizes too large. And he had more love in his heart than he had ever thought he could ever imagine. That's a cartoon character, but it, it was the parable of you, me, and everyone in life showing that you don't have to go all the way back down to good and all the way back up. All you have to do is, is repent, which is a nautical term that means take a 180-degree turn from the direction you're going in. That means go back the other way. Do you understand? If you ever find yourself going away from the light, turn around and head towards the light. And guess what happens? You're rewarded for that. You don't have to spend as much time uh, moving away from the light, moving back to it from that you did moving away from it. You get rewarded with the same distance. And then if you really, really, truly repent, then your heart will grow and then you will be able to love and, you, and people can love you. Yeah. And, and just since we're on this topic um, a little bit, uh, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. And there is going to be so much adversarial negativity that is going to be thrown in your path. And when you think, oh, okay, I'm there. I'm leveling up. I'm getting it. I'm learning. I'm tapping into. And you're cruising along, right? Saturday night fever, man. Woo, cruising down the street. All is good. Well, what's going to happen? Bam. That car is going to come up on the curb yeah. and it's just barely going to miss you. But yeah. you know what? It's a wake up call. It yeah. is not to stop you. It is not to say, no, 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 you're on the wrong path. Turn around, go back right. the other way. No, yeah. no, no. What it's saying is don't fall asleep at the wheel, my friend. Just because right. you're feeling good right now, it, the more you know, the harder it's going to get. Okay. But it's going to be worth it every time, every time. Yeah. And there's distractions, distractions. You have to understand television is an ego that was created to distract you away from uh, your inner self. The right. internet is another ego that is created. to. Oh my distract gosh. You I don't know if self. you guys have seen, um, <clears throat> if you've watched or read the book, American gods, I don't know if anybody yeah. has seen it or read it, yeah. but you should. Because yeah. it talks about all yeah. the different false gods and the false energies that we create ourselves. And yeah. I know we're digressing a little bit from Earth Day, but no, because it has it all encompasses that. Right. The yeah. energy. Absolutely. No, yeah. I, I was actually cool. talking about that on my show uh last week or the week before. Uh, because we were talking about the days of the week, and I said Wednesday uh is is named after Odin. And people were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because Odin is not the real name of that god. Odin. That god's name was, in fact, Wotan. And Wotan yeah. translates to modern-day English as Wednesday. And yeah. if you watch the American gods, that's why I, I'm telling you this now, because Virginia brought that up. In American gods, Odin is in there, and he's talking to some guy. And the guy says, he says, what's your name? And he says, what is today? And he says, today's Wednesday. He says, well, that's a good day because it's my day. He says, you can call me Mr. Wednesday. And most people didn't get that unless they understand Viking folklore. Um, and, and the reason for that is, is actually kind of simple. And, and people go, what? Originally, the name was Wotan. But the Vikings, when they were on board their ships, they would be sailing. And it was, usually there was the, the fog that they were sailing through because of the area in the world where they were from. 
and they would be sailing along and they're trying to go, how close are we to shore? Well, there's two things that you can do. And they showed this in a few movies, uh, one being uh, the 13th Warrior, which was Michael Crichton's book, Eaters of the Dead. Another good one, yeah. Uh, another good one. And uh, they showed where they were. They would fire a flaming arrow. And if the flaming arrow just disappeared into the water, there was no land there. Well, that only works if you're only a couple hundred yards away from land. To find land, they would then have someone up in the crow's nest and the, the person in the crow's nest would cry out, Whoa, And then they would listen for an echo. At a distance, that sounds like he's saying, Oh, And when they would show up anywhere to do raiding, the first thing people on land would hear would be the cry from the man in the crow's nest. And so they said it it must be their God there. And then when eventually they made friends, they said, oh, we're calling to our God. But they never taught anyone their language. The Vikings would learn everyone else's language and never taught anyone there so they could talk to each other. And no one knew what they were saying. So they never told them the deity's name was Wotan. Because they didn't want people to understand anything about their language. So now everyone just calls that deity Odin, and it's okay. And no one in in Sweden, Norway, or Finland corrects anyone. Why? Because secretly, they still don't want anyone to know their language. And that his name is originally Wotan. And Wotan meant Wednesday. Not a joke. Friday was for Freya. Saturday, which is uh, I think Saturday. Saturday is it? Saturn. Saturday is for was for Freya, right? No, Friday was Freya. Saturday was Odin. Or, uh, no, 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 no. Friday, Friday, so Wednesday, Freya, Thursday, Saturday is for Saturn. Yes. And, so uh, Thursday was Thor's day. So Wednesday yes. was Odin day. Thursday's Thor's day, and Friday is Freya's day. Right. And then you go to Saturn, Sun, Moon, and then two, which is a god two. People don't realize that. They think Tuesday. What is that? Right. Two is a god in the Viking pantheon. So all the days of the week that we have right now that are Greco-Roman that came from the Viking uh, calendar. Not yeah. Okay, so calendar. now we're headed to another show. We'll do another right? time, which is pre-Christianity religion and words and right? languages. <laughs> I talked about that uh, last week or the week before on my show for two yeah. and a half hours. So if you guys want to go and watch oh, Orion Rising, you'll see that entire conversation. Yeah. And I got into the whole thing. Like Virginia was saying, I said, all right, let's go down this road, guys. You want to hear about it? So I started giving all the pre-Christian religious uh, uh, information. And uh, why? Because of them trying to convert the right. Vikings to Well, speaking of the Vikings, though, and bringing it back to Gaia Mother Earth, yep. The Vikings, the um, uh, old, the Druids, the pagans, the Wiccans. Um, I'm going to say pre-Christianity, but it's not just pre-Christianity. But my point here is the old world ways yeah. respected Mother Earth that's unbelievably right. because yeah. that's their food source. Yeah, that's yeah. the animals. They thanked them. Native Americans thanked them for the sacrifice. We are forgetting to thank Mother Earth, the animals around us, for all the sacrifices that they have given for us. There's a book. I think was that was it Cunningham that wrote that Mother Earth, Sister Moon? Was that Cunningham? Uh, I I think yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a book you guys could read that'll kind of give you that kind of information about the native, uh, you know, these modern day Western Judeo-Christian religions, the big three, right? Christianity, the Muslim religion and the, and the, uh, 
uh, in the, the Hebrew religion, which dominate all of the culture in the West. Uh, those that's only goes back like 3000 years. You have to understand that understand there I go again. You have to understand that all other the, most of these religions that are on the planet uh, predate that modern Western philosophy by Absolutely. thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. Not a joke. And these religions are still on this planet, the spiritual way of life. And when you look at these, mm-hmm. you, 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 when you realize them, and you, even when you go to the, to the east and you get to the Zen, the Buddhist, the, the, you know, the Taoist, the Tao, all of that, or, or even the, the, the Hindi religion, not the Hindu, but the Hindi religions, you look at all of those and they're, they're 10,000, 20,000 years old. The Viking religions were the same. The Native Americans, the, 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 all the natives for all of the Americas, uh, Central and South, all of their religions or their spirituality predates this modern Western Judeo-Christian, which was based on their ideology and doctrine right. by thousands of years. So we need to get to, to the point of understanding or understanding, I think, the spirituality that has not been corrupted by that other religion. Okay, right. and and that is what's going to help all of us to understand what we're supposed to be doing here. Uh, and Earth Day is a is a day that we've set aside, just like Christmas is, for people to learn and focus their energy. But what we're trying to do is show you guys, you know, give you those tools. There's that hand that comes at you with the world sitting in it, right? Mm-hmm. Give you the tools that you that you can use in everyday life. Mm-hmm going forward because it doesn't have to be just Christmas. It doesn't have to be just Easter. It doesn't have to be just earth day. Mm-hmm. It should be every day that you should yeah. be doing and thinking about Gaia and helping. I do this every day, every single day. This is not a lie. It's part of my regiment at least once per day. I stop what I'm doing and I focus loving energy, healing, loving energy. And I focus that on the planet itself on every human being on the planet, whether they like me or not, whether they accept my energy or not, I put that energy out there and I, and I pray, if you want to call it that, I meditate on that thought in a positive way every single day. And sometimes I'll do it. It's just when I think about it, I'll go, oh, you know, it's a good time. I got a couple seconds. I'm at a stoplight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I just wanted to say also, keep it simple. Right. You know, the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, a lot of times in metaphysics, we (laughs) use, you know, we use cards, right? We use cards for doing our readings. However, way back when, what did the Vikings have? They had ruins. What were the ruins initially? They were rocks. Then they became trees and they learned from the trees. They learned from from the earth. So it does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be difficult. It is all with us and all around us at all times. Just and they're just tools. They what you guys need tools. to understand is when we start people, this is what we do at, at, uh, you know, uh, a psychic reading and development. The development part of that is that we assist everyone in developing whatever skill set you want, because you can have every skill set that's out there that has to do with extrasensory. Okay, we all have those skills if we want them. They're there for us. You have to get past the indoctrination of those religions that have been corrupted and get back to the spiritual part that was being taught by whatever the deity is they based it on. 
Trust me if you look into it, look at Christianity, and go and listen to what Jesus said. Read the red words. If Miguel de la Pena from Brazil was here right now, he would tell you that. Read the red words. That's the words that either God or Jesus is speaking. Pay attention to those words, and you'll realize they're not saying go to a box and pay a tithing. They're not saying any of that. They're saying that your inner light is where you're supposed to be focusing. It's the 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 religious uh, people who got together that decided I can make money off of this. Okay, now I'm a Christian minister, but I was also knighted by the Catholic Church, and I'm a recovering Catholic. Okay, the Pope walks around with a million-dollar freaking robe on. Excuse me? I, why does that? Well, the robe the, uh, well, the robe is supposed to be there to show you that I'm no different than Jesus. Jesus didn't wear a million-dollar robe, Jack. Yeah. His cost about $1.298. was made of burlap. Most of the times in old religion, there was not clothes. If you read or look into Druidism, pagan, Wiccan, and again, let me just say before we get any of the hate talk, just because I'm talking about this, just because I am a witch does not mean that I don't believe in God, the higher right. creation and the all. Right. But I keep coming back to this because a lot of times people didn't know how to read. And coming from uh, Irish and Scottish, we did not share. We did not write down our religion. We did not write down right. what we knew. It right. was all word of mouth, and it was from ancestor to ancestor to ancestor, generation to generation. And they had nothing. They had rocks. They had trees. They had a lot of the uh, religious activities, if you want to call it religious, they were, they were naked. They were nude. Because yeah. there was nothing to fear. There was nothing to be ashamed of. There was nothing to hide behind because it's how we were created, right? Yeah. Adam and Eve. They had nothing until they had a fig leaf. And that's when things started to change. Right. And hey, well, Peter. The Druids, if you look at that, welcome, sorry, Peter. But Let, let's, no, go ahead, Peter, please. Because you're, you're, the, you're the guy no, who hasn't been here for a while. So say something, I'll show yeah, Hey, Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> Nothing, nothing the Druids ever did were, were written down. There's, there's no, nothing was ever written down. They all, Absolutely. was all up here. There's, there's no knowledge that was ever written down, shared with others. It's not knowledge that's known to everybody. It wasn't written down. Right. It was down to the bare basics. Have you had the knowledge or word to mouth type of thing, but never written down, nothing like that sort of stuff. Right. Agree. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. And I have to say, this is my opinion. So again, forget the hate mail. Don't waste your time because I'm not reading it anyway. <laughs> so my opinion <laughs> is when we started writing stuff down, when we started logging things, we started numbers. We started control because it was, we no longer were listening to the guidance of ourselves or from the wisdom shared in our DNA from our ancestors, right. we were we lost what we already knew because we felt if we didn't read it, we didn't do it this way, we didn't stay in the box, then it wasn't right. And I say, bullshit on that. Yeah, and it's right. and, and not being able to go with that flow of energy of, of what you know that that divine flow that's saying, hey, just have faith in me instead of having to control 
and and put things in boxes and in times and and whatnot. But go right. ahead, Peter. I'm sorry. No, the mistake we made is um, the universal language of symbols, and we forgot about symbols. We were hooked on this writing stuff down. Um, making photos, all that nonsense. What we actually right. should have focused on is symbols. If you understand symbols, the ancient world, all that knowledge, all that stuff will appear. But how many modern humans still know, understand symbol, symbolism, that kind of stuff? We've forgotten that stuff. Yep. All the right. ancient used symbols, that's how they communicated. But we forgot that we got into this thing, everything has to be written down and passed on from generation to generation. If you can read symbols properly, you can have all the ancient knowledge you will ever need in any case. Right, it's true. I mean, at least with alchemy, they've kind of stayed with that. And uh, in, in Virginia, you can attest that the like Pishposh and a few other languages that are the magical languages, um, they also use a lot of the symbols that the, the alchemists use to communicate and, and what things are. And I agree 100%. If you look uh, even further, I've done shows on this, but there were years ago uh, about the symbols and the esotericness uh, of that and you look at the symbols, even the Native American symbols, uh, you look at the Viking runes, which Virginia had mentioned just a few minutes ago. Those were all those symbols are, are translatable uh, to uh, to different races. Yet our words, I'm, I'm using an app to learn words of 14 different European countries who all of which used the same Viking runes at one time to communicate. And now their words are different. So I agree with you, Peter. On that respect, really quickly, I want to give a shout out to a uh, watcher's talk, Omar, who was here earlier, uh, who we gave a shout out to about his show that he's doing right now, concurrent with ours. Uh, he's got another show going. He literally just said that he's watching us while he's doing the show and he's going to give us a shout out after Thank his next man. speaker. Yeah. Right. And, and we had given him a shout out earlier. So I want to give him yeah. another shout out that Watchers Talk uh, is on the air. If you guys, uh, uh, you know, after this show, go over and take a look. You, I'm sure you'll be able to watch uh, his show because he does like I do. It's posted. It's there for you to see. Uh, and you guys should take a look at that and extend your Earth Day. Right. Don't just listen Absolutely. to us for a few hours. Extend your Earth Day uh, and make it a whole day event and pay attention or other people are out there too i'm just saying that uh, there's more that i i know as well i could probably plug another five guys but i'm not going to plug everybody right omar uh he and i used to work together we still do uh and he plugged me i plug him that's a good show right there um so take a look at that stuff guys uh so anyways peter i'm glad you finally you made it and no storm right you're you're cool right now you don't have to worry about it like when i was been, in arizona we had a this freaking monsoons it would listen, be going i'd be going listen down listen to the lightning coming in Give about 20 ah, 30 minutes. Yeah, minute. no, it's coming in again. Well, then we need to give Peter the floor right now before we lose him. So right. yeah, jump Peter, in here and no, give no, us. No, 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 no. no, don't worry. It won't be. It's a passing storm. It won't come here. I'll just join in. I'm still catching up. I'll take the floor a bit later on. Let me just get into things a bit first. Right, right. You know, one of the things that you were talking about, Leo, about giving your your energy and just, um, you know, sending that out to Mother Gaia. And um, one of my favorite meditations, and, and I do it quite often, um, is, and I say, and it's just something that I, you know, intuitively did myself, but you know that song, This Little Light of Mine? Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll start that in my head of this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I'm like imagining 
you know, and sending out that energy past my room, past my house, past my streets, sending that out, that energy all out and imagining. And then I'm saying this big light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I build it. And then I turn it into this giant light of mine. And I'm spreading that, that light just further out into the the States and past the United States and across the, the, the ocean. And I had this beautiful experience. Um, I think it was on 222 um, that I did that. And I literally saw an, like a nuclear explosion of green, just healing energy Uh, above me like on a map like where i would be in idaho usa this big explosion of just green healing energy and so i mean even you know if you don't have the time to go and pick up some garbage or to go plant something or whatever do it with your energy and your thoughts of sending that energy back into mother gaia by just imagining taking like you said take those couple of seconds and and remember that light that's inside of you and grow it and spread yes. it out. So yes. you're, you're sending it to Mother Gaia. Absolutely. You're sending it to humanity. Yep. You're saying heal. We need to all heal. We need to feel this. Yes. We need to feel that light. And um, so I just wanted to share that because that's something small, but it was it was so huge. I felt the power behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's all so- it takes. And, you know, people don't realize that something really small that you do that only takes a couple of seconds can make a really big difference to other people if you're in the right place at the right time, right? Here's an, here's an example that happened to me in real life. Okay. A buddy of mine, Virginia knows who, who I'm not going to mention his name right now, because uh, if I do, uh, I don't have permission. So I don't have his permission to tell people who he is, but I hadn't heard from him from a long, for a long time. Uh, This was years ago. And one day someone asked, Hey, where's so-and-so I have, you haven't talked to him for a while. I either have, I have you talked to him? No, I haven't. That's weird. And then like the next day, another person said, Hey, where is that guy? And I went, you know, I don't know. That's weird. And me being me, I took that as a sign. The universe was bringing this man up over and over to me. I needed to go and find him. So I went after looking for, I went to his, where he worked and they said he didn't work there anymore. I thought, well, that's odd. Okay. So I left from there and I thought, well, where would he be? I looked at the time and I went, I know where his wife works. He's going to pick her up from work. He's going to be there in 20 minutes. I'm going to head there. So I drove there and guess what? He was sitting outside waiting to pick up his wife. So I got out of my car and I walked up and I said, Hey, look who's here. And he looked at me. Oh my God, what are you doing? And I talked to him and we're hanging out. And he said, what are you doing later? I said, I got nothing to do. He says, come over. We'll do dinner. I did. Went to the house. We had a great time. About three weeks later, we were sitting in, on his, in his front yard, drinking some beer and eating some food. And he says to me, you know what, man? I want you to know something. And I said, what's that? And he said, before you came and found me, I was in a really, really dark place. And I said, were you? And he said, yes. The night before you came and found me, I put my gun in my mouth. And I talked myself out of pulling the trigger. But I made plans that I was going to go home that night that you came and saw me. After my wife went to bed, I was going to kill myself. And because you came and found me and made me laugh and, and made sure that I was doing okay, he mm. says, you didn't know it, but you gave me a reason to live again. Yes. He's still yes. alive to this day. Mm. Okay. And I had no, no idea that little thing that I did changed the course of mm. history and his life. One little teeny thing. Yep. And that's a true story. 
Once really happy. One small step at a time. Absolutely. So why, the reason I tell you guys that is don't think that one little thing you do doesn't mean anything because you don't know the ripple effect it's going to have that it's going what if you're paying it forward in a in a toll booth like we talked about or a coffee shop and you don't know that somewhere back there two three four cars back there's somebody who is just their life is horrible Right. And they don't think anybody is good and there is no goodness. And they're contemplating something like that. And then they go, the guy in front of you bought your coffee. What? Yeah. Why would they do that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've got a story. It's not, it's not about a person, but um, as some of you know, from my pictures and my posts, I have, I'm on my eighth generation of crows, of turkeys, of all kinds of wildlife in my yard. And uh, so one of the turkeys happened to, we were at a signal just down the street from my house, a four-way light signal. And a turkey uh, ends up in the road, right? They, they go wherever they want to go. They're wildlife. <laughs> right. And the light turned green. And I sat there because I thought, oh my gosh, it's in the intersection. I've got to stop. You know, nobody's going to stop. Somebody's going to run over this poor bird. I'm going to have to save this bird. By me stopping and waiting, everybody, all four sides waited. And that light changed at least two or three times all the way around. Everybody stopped and waited. That bird crossed. It was, it was so amazing to see how one person... And it happened multiple times and it did give me hope again. Hey, not all people are shitheads. Hey, not all people are bad. Everybody right? just needs an opportunity to shine. That's all. That's all. Right. But, um, everyone is bothered about 5D and fifth moving into the fifth dimension, all those things. 5D is all about love. Yeah. That's right. what 5D is. So um, you're talking about raising vibrations and stuff. You know, you ain't getting into 5D if you haven't got love in your heart. If you haven't let go of the anger, all the stuff. It's it's all about love. So yeah. what raises vibrations more than love? That's what right. 5D is going to teach us. Absolutely. That, that almost comes back to the message Jesus had. His message was love. Yes. In um, 5D, it's it's only going to be love nothing else will work so um we're all going to have to change our minds mindsets and how we how we go from day to day all that stuff it, it's only going to be love it's going to be nothing else in, in 5d right and i want to reiterate that really quickly guys what what peter just said everybody is trying to go to get to 5d how do you think you're going to get to 5D without getting rid of all that hate and anger and focusing on love? So everybody out there who hears my voice around the world, think about that, right? Oh, I'm trying to get to 5D. We're about to move to 5D. Everything's going to be 5D. You know, bam, bam, Galloway, asshole, Jesus Christ, what's this guy's problem? How are you going to get to 5D when you when that's what's going on in your head? Right, Peter, I love that you Very brought that up. You couldn't have summed that up even better. Anyone, that was great. Because the truth is, we, that, that right there alone, what Peter just said to you guys out there in the world, should get you thinking 
about yourself. There's some shadow work that needs to be done there before you're getting to 5D, right? Thank you, Peter. That was really cool, man. <laughs> there's, there's just no way. I mean, I, I can, could be wrong about this, but I know I'm not wrong. You ain't getting into 5D without unconditional love in your heart. That's just as simple as that. So if you still got anger issues, um, <laughs> I'm not getting into this people jumping from 3D to 5D. They forget there's a four in between. Right. I'm just saying everyone is so bothered about 5D. If you don't let go for anger, um, this, all the stuff that went wrong in, in 3D, forget about it. You, you will not enter 5D if you're not haven't got love in your heart it's just right. unfortunately as simple as that 4d whereas all the all the learning and knowledge is in the yeah. 4d area not that's you'll focus on that later even more but you have to that's the part from 3d that is the spiritual part that's supposed to teach you the shadow work that peter's talking about that's supposed to get you to 5d so how can you jump from 3d to 5d without going through 4d and getting rid of all that junk that right. you got in there you can't man Absolutely. you gotta do the work you gotta do the work Absolutely. Right? Never, you know, that, yeah. that bit i've never gotten how you go from three to five without that four in between that that's always fascinated Absolutely. me right? you know um as someone uh that has done solo work as a independent solo witch um and someone who's worked with covens as well um i will say that with covens uh for those who don't know usually if you want to get involved with them they have you do what's called a year and a day and in that year and a day process part of it is you have to do your shadow work you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and call no bullshit. because if you don't and you don't do that shadow work and you keep trying to push it down thinking oh, i'm not going to deal with it i'm just going to jump to three four five whatever or i'm gonna become you know priestess of this coven you're not gonna get anything you're not gonna get anything as a person as a spirit as an energy until you do the shadow work it's not fun we talked about it before it's mucky but it's worth it and you have to do it eventually I, I, can you possibly understand yourself if you don't know you're in darkness? Absolutely. You, you, you don't, you're looking at 50% of yourself if you try and argue that there's no darkness, that no shadow work is needed. No. Living in fool's paradise, you have to face that side of you, learn to deal with it and carry on with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, we read about it, we hear about it that hold very high positions in different religions and different choices and different uh, communities that are some of the darkest, most negative, evil people that you will ever meet. Why? Because they put on a robe, because they put on a sash, because they put on a crown, whatever it is, whatever you want, whatever. And they are not doing the work. They're not walking the walk. They're not talking the talk. They just want to reap the rewards, but they're raping in the meantime. I'm just saying. And also to add to what you were saying, Peter, from once I was rocketed into understanding love, the unconditional aspects within and inner knowing and understanding, right? <laughs> it became a wisdom 
of the soul. Yeah. So the soul was able to grow within this particular continuum because all continuums are simultaneous. And the deeper I dove into it, it became wisdom over love or love over wisdom. And that's really when that zero point came into the degree to understand that there was no need to live in fear or to see that symbol in, in a negative viewpoint and be able to see it in the highest regarding light because the longest time any of these symbols that we're just talking about hold certain frequencies or energies to it and then when we're no longer distorted or polarized by good nor bad or any of the logistics as is and just see it as part of the spectrum of light or understanding or love right because like in the universe always shows up for us in so many different ways especially on this planet and these these days because like goodness only knows what was going on in the 70s and they're like hey we need to create this and this is gonna be a <laughs> right because there was obviously momentum building yeah. right to to be able yeah. to create these momentum yeah. to, be to be here and just be present with gaia with friends family and just appreciate each other because wow absolutely when you think about it oh go ahead peter we, we can complicate raising your vibrations, all those things as much as we want. The fact is, if you've got love in your heart, that vibration skyrockets. Everything changes. That If people want to ask me, how do you really raise your vibrations? The simple answer is have love in your heart. Do whatever you do with love. Off goes the vibrations. Yeah. You don't have anger in All that stuff falls away. It's not a difficult thing to raise your vibrations. It's actually simple. But how many people can genuinely say they've got love in their hearts? Right. Absolutely. And I love, you know, that um, that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. Right. right. And, and being in the more that you do love yourself and the more that, you know, unconditionally. And, and I found that, wow, I could love, I thought that I could love someone unconditionally. I thought that I did. But then when I started doing that inner work, and really started, you know, loving myself, having that unconditional, like, wait a minute, I wouldn't, you know, why am I saying these hard things to myself and being so, you know, difficult with myself, being so mean and cruel? Like, I, I wouldn't tell my husband, you know, like in, uh, for example, with my brother passing, you know, I wouldn't have told my husband, oh, well, you need to, you know, get over that. Just just get over that and and, and move on. You need to just be strong. There's no way that I would tell someone that I love that, you know? Right. So why was I being hard on myself yeah. of, of doing that, of, of saying, oh, well, I need to, I need to heal. I need to be okay. I need to be, it was when I finally accepted and just released and surrendered, um, you know, to that loving energy. And then I started feeling that for myself and 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 having that love and then you're able to grow that love you know whether it be through meditation whether it be through sharing um you know having that meal at the table planting that tree all of it is all encircled with this love like peter is saying that is that is the main thing that is the one thing that all of these you know religions all of these ancient ways it's all around love if you can love yourself and find that God inside of you yeah. and you can love everything else. 
then that spreads. It spreads like wildfire to this person. It's like the telephone game. It ends up spreading, 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 spreading. Yep. And so um, it, it really is. Um, I just, I wanted to throw that in there that it just. Let, um, let, let's put it this way. The true keys to the kingdom is self-love. The moment you have self-love, you have the keys to the kingdom. Yes, absolutely. Right? Agreed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. The second, yeah, the and that's second the difficult, to that, yourself, that, Sorry, right? that's the that's the most difficult part is is, is self love. Yeah. It's easy loving yeah. others and all that stuff. The self love. That's why I say it. absolute keys to the kingdom right. is the moment you have that self love, everything changes. Yeah, yeah. The right. whole world opens up for you. Yeah, everything <coughs> opens up once you do that. I agree. But you have to do that work <laughs> to get to that point, and you know, to to love yourself, you have to be honest with yourself. I went through that process. So first, to be honest with yourself, you have to be objective, right? Instead of in, instead of being submissive or subjective, right? Most of the time, what they want us to be is subjective. That's what they preach subconsciously to us uh, with with everything they do. We talked about that earlier by getting centralizing everything, getting us hooked on their food at the store, not growing it. You know, getting us hooked on their you know they're selling us water on a planet that's seventy five percent water. Water falls from the sky. Right, but they're charging us money. That's being subjective. You're a subject when you are subjective. When you're objective, right, then you're seeing yourself as an object, not a subject. That means that you're being honest with yourself and you're seeing this body, this this pain body, as a construct, an object, right? So you're being objective, you're seeing the world from the from the view of honesty, right? From the from the some so that that allows you. To, if you're being objective, it allows you to rise above this pain body and ego body. And so when you become objective, then you sit, then you're honest. So you, you first have to become objective. Then you have to be honest with yourself. And once you do those two things and you look at yourself objectively on the inside and you're honest with yourself on the inside, then guess what? All of a sudden that unlocks things about yourself. And then when you work on those and you're honest again and objective with yourself again, then you fall in love with yourself. Why? I have to fix me. I have problems that hurts. I need to fix it. That's the love that you're feeling for yourself. You don't realize that you love yourself until you look at yourself and you're honest with yourself. And then you go, oh, my God, I love me and I don't want to be that way anymore. And that's what Peter's talking about. That's the key. Well, to Leonard, let's put it this way. I'm a healer. That, that's my main thing. How uh, the hell can I heal you if I can't even heal myself? Right. I've got no right healing other people if I can't heal myself first. Absolutely. It always starts with me first. Yes. Um, it's not as simple as, listen, I'm going to heal you and I'm going to heal you. Yeah. If I cannot do it for myself, I, cannot, I, I believe I've got no right to heal anyone here. I well, wouldn't don't. you agree, Peter, that healing is the exchange of energy? So like you no, said, absolutely. if you don't heal you, if you don't love you, you cannot heal another because your energy is no, blocked. Your energy is not healthy. Right. Yes. If, if there's no self-love, I'm, I'm blocking myself. Yes. I'm blocking my energy. I'm blocking everything. I just don't believe you've got a right to heal others if you, if you don't love yourself. If you can't heal yourself first, then then I've got a right. Okay, I can heal X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, no, no chance. Then I'm, I'm projecting my stuff onto others, my issues yeah. onto others. Yeah. I've got no right in healing someone if, if I cannot do it for myself. That's something people need to realize. It always starts with yourself. Yes. Once you're fixed, once your ducks is in a row, then things move on. Then you can 
help others and do what you have to do. But it always comes back to yourself. Yeah. You have to open your heart, which means you have to love yourself. And then your heart chakra starts becoming more aligned. And when that happens, that's the creation. That's when you can create. And then meaning what? I can create love. I can love. I can be loved. Do you understand? And then, then that goes back to why were we created and we were created to make this place a home. And how do you make a place a home? It has to be loved. It has yes. to be love in it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 50. I mean, it's going to be all different world. Once there's love in this world, yeah. once we learn to live with each other, it's going to be a completely different world, completely different to this. Well, and the, people don't realize because they, they look at the world through uh, the lens of that religion that we talked about before, because that's the one that rules the news. That's the, the, the news or sportscasters for that religion. So then they come on and they're like, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. There's never a time when they go to a commercial where there's not breaking news. There's never a time when they don't go to something like the weather that they don't have breaking news. This just in. Somebody tweeted. Somebody spoke. Oh, no, we have to have a panel discussion about that. Do you understand? That's the religion that is pulling you like an ego away from the light. Right. Well, so, and it's always chaos, utter chaos. Everything is breaking now. Do now. Rush now. Hurry yeah. now. Everything is just don't look at the, the tone. Don't be the tone aware of their of voice. Yeah, to speak a certain they, they should way. change the, the news as such to and rather put it fear effect that it might be better description than news because news right. died with Walter Cronkite in the 1970s or 80s, whenever he passed on. There's no it's all fear-based. It's a lot of nonsense. I mean, yep. just as I said, love is the easiest way to raise your vibrations. Just put on CNN for five minutes and your this vibrations go right out the door. Right. Yeah. No you put yeah, yourself no, back six months. Will just be yanked down to just above lizard brain, just above like a barbarian level. Exactly. Wait a minute, yeah. lizards are better. Lizards are better. Well, lizards, they're they're honest, and they, see that's the thing. Here's here's what, and I think I'm glad you brought that up. Let's let's talk about that, right? When when you look at nature, guys, at animals that are in nature and nature itself, there is no evil there. Hmm. Humans are the only, we're the construct that can be evil or good. Everything else just is, and it's natural, and there's an ecosystem. It might, it might be a little harsh in your mind to where when you see, like, a dingo chase down a deer and, and drag it down and chew on it and kill it and eat it. Oh, no, that was so evil. That's not evil. That's just, I'm hungry. That's survival. Okay. That's, that's survival. That's, 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 that's evolution. That's, that's nature. That's how nature is. It just carries on. I was just going to say, that's the, the cycle. cycle. One it's the balance that is in nature itself. Otherwise, the populations get too too big and all the resources go away. And, and, and that's what's happening with us humans is that we're not living in society anymore. We're living against it. And you have craziness going on. Now we have to produce food for ourselves as a profession because we're eating too much because we're not living with the earth itself and renewing it like we talked about before and giving we back. We lost the saying, rhythm. Thank you. We've yeah. lost the rhythm, the heartbeat of life. Yeah. We've lost it. Yeah. 
Right. We're starting, you know, I think we are starting to get it back, you know, and people like us are are being the ones to open it up. And yeah, the pendulum had swung a long time ago towards darkness. And if you, and people now they look at the world, this is where I was going with that. They look at the world through the lens of that religion, that religion teaches you fear. So when you see the world, they're like, oh no, there's a race war and there's all this evil going on and it's all right amongst you. And we look around and go, really, where's that? Not here. Right. But they keep telling you that it is somewhere. And and that fear gets people thinking that this part of the world now is worse than it's ever been in the history of the world. And the truth is right now where the world really is, is closer to the light than it has been in all of the history that we have to look at. And that's not a joke and that's not an exaggeration and it's not a lie. We are swinging closer and back towards the light as an entire species way far greater than 200, 400, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. You don't realize when Jesus walked the earth, no one even understood. No one even got spiritually or even had in their mind that they were a sentient life form or that they were immortal in any way at all. And Jesus was trying to tell them, and a lot of them were like, okay, I don't know who this guy is, but he's talking about some stuff that I've never heard of before in my entire existence. I don't even understand him. Therefore, they were afraid of him. Okay? Think about that. We take that for granted now. When when people go, oh, Jesus said, people go, oh, yeah, I know. I heard about that a long time ago. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said. Think of a time when that knowledge wasn't even in existence. That's how far we've come back towards the light is that we take it for granted now and go, Pshaw, Jesus, I know more than he did. (laughs) Right? You don't. You think you did. But my point is, we are now swinging in a way that Peter can say, people are actually talking about going from 3D to 4D to 5D. 25, 35 years ago, no one even understood those terms. Okay, so the progress that we've made, for those of you who think the world is going to hell in a handbasket, show me the handbasket, and I'll show you an entire world of loaves and fishes in that handbasket. Because that's where it was in, by the way. When they passed out, they had the fish and the loaves. One was a handbasket with fish, and one was a handbasket with loaves, and there was one loaf and two fishes, and it fed almost a 1,000 people. Because Jesus said so. (laughs) Right? And that was 2,000 years ago. So what would happen if Jesus were here today? Everyone's like, oh, he'd be considered woke. And they would say, and they would say, and that no, no, no. You're thinking that Jesus would be here and he would be like me to where you could just say anything you want about me, no matter how nefarious it is, even to my face. Have you ever seen any of the movies or heard the stories? When someone tried to do that to Jesus, they looked him in the eyes. Guess what happened? They got scared and stopped because they understood who he was. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? Just saying. Just yeah. saying. So yeah. when you look at the world, guys, it depends on the lenses you're looking through. The truths that we believe in, here I'm quoting a Jedi Knight, the truths that we believe in are greatly reliant on a certain point of view. Do you understand? Yeah, exactly. A certain point of you. Right. <laughs> yes. And that's the point of why he said that. It is ambiguous. Not a certain point of view, because a view is your view, what you are seeing. 
and perceiving. And how you perceive that is directly related to how you think. And all of these people with these external egos in the world are telling you something. And we talked about that. And it's keeping your vibration low because they only want you to see destruction, war, and fear. Mostly fear. Do you understand, guys? So it's not the world is not as bad as you think it is. You're only thinking that because they're telling you that repetitively. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Massacres, massacres, massacres. Death, destruction, mayhem. Oh, and then there was this good story where somebody got a cat out of a tree. Next up, weather. Think mm. about it. <laughs> well, what's the easiest way to control masses? It's fear. Yep. The moment I create fear, I can control masses. I can kill thousands of people. I just have to create some fear. Then I've got to can do with them whatever I like. It's unfortunately I true. Yep. And and people, people know that they learn. shouldn't turn into the battle D afraid. in any case. Yep. Continue, Peter. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I'm just saying the moment you create fear, um, you've got control. That's why all this breaking news, all this bloody nonsense come on. Yeah. And people buy into this shit. Yeah. They well, I don't know, but they, they still believe it. I mean, you just said that we, we're closer to the light than ever. When has the veil ever been thinner between this world and the spirit world than, than currently now? Than right now, yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Ever. We, we've got never. access to knowledge now we've never had before. It's easier Agreed. to actually access knowledge, that stuff. So we're actually moving right. forward, not we're, backwards. We're walking around with an entire computer in our hands. <laughs> I could, if this go, if I went back in time right now, to to the to the sixties, I could hijack every spaceship every spaceship that they launched up in trying to go to the moon. I could control it with this phone. I could hijack. Well, if we could time travel, technology. Yeah. Oh my gosh, time travel change so much. Everything that we humans on this planet know is is at our fingertips in our phone alone. Not to mention a computer. Not to mention the remote control to your television. Right. I have a TV I can talk to now. I press a button and I can be like um, NASA and it'll give me every channel that NASA's on right now and every conversation that NASA just had in the last 48 hours. And I can watch all of that just by saying that that's just my television. I can do the same thing with my phone. My phone listens to the TV and the TV says, OK, Google, do something. And my phone goes bling and tries to do it. It's a good thing I don't have my phone hooked up to the alarm system of my house. <laughs> okay, Google, unlock the front door. What? What? No, no. TV says it. The door is unlocked. That's scary. <laughs> call a house and go, okay, you know, okay, Google, right? And you call a house, you get on the answer machine. People were doing that. My phone just, because I just said that, my phone just turned on and said, how can I help you? And I'm not even kidding you. Look, let me see if I can get the screen up here for you guys to see. <laughs> always Literally, listening. Always yeah, listening. Right? Sorry, I didn't understand that. My phone, I turned the sound down, but my phone's talking to me over here. <laughs> right yeah that's well, craziness i know we're getting kind of close to the three hour mark and yeah. i just wanted to yeah. remind everyone happy earth day share the love the more you have that love inside of you the more that you share that love with other people with with pets with plants with mother gaia the more we're all going to be able to raise a vibration and we're going to be able to create that that beautiful world that uh you know in the 5d that we're we're all looking forward to um because of of our energy and our love and um so i just want to thank you guys for having me on it's, it's thank been, you thank it's been you an honor 
you bet. You bet. All right. so Seriously, like- thanks for thanks for coming on and and talking about everything that we've been talking about, trying to uplift the vibration, the human resonance. I yes. love that human, the human resonance <laughs> of the planet, and get that in that energy just higher in a higher plane, away from that fear that's down here, that low thing that they're, they're trying to keep you in that place they're trying to keep you in to control you peter said it they, you they create the fear and the more that people are afraid the easier they are to control and that's Absolutely. the honest truth you can look that up you can use your phone and say hey whatever if i say it my phone will turn on and try and do it but whatever your phone responds to because if you have a smartphone it responds to something uh it's either google or it's siri or it's uh, uh you know whatever alexa or whoever you got linked to your phone one of them is there there's a robot that likes to listen in to everything you're doing already and you can talk to that phone and they in the, even google will give you that information you guys should look that up and and pay attention use, to use that information to look up how you can help gaia mother earth yep. the wildlife the rescue organizations you can volunteer in, uh, whether it's with animals, whether it's with Mother Earth, or like when we started the show, you yeah. could always volunteer to answer the phone on the suicide hotline because that's a very important job as well. And that is love right there. And, and, and remember, even if you don't have time or think you don't have time to do anything, we talked about this many times, take one minute. You can do it at a stoplight. You can do it when you're sitting on the throne. Got plenty of time in there. Put down the phone. Don't read the newspaper and think for a minute and project love. It takes a second. One second. Yeah, that's a good note for us to end on for the day because we're going to be back tomorrow. Excuse me. We're going to be back tomorrow morning um, on Saturday at 11 o'clock California time. So if you liked what you saw today, if you want to be in the audience and you have questions and you want to add to the topics, we're going to have more people talking tomorrow. Um, Jump in, participate. This is how we learn. This is how we grow and pay it forward. And may everyone have a wonderful and blessed and appreciative Earth Day. Love you guys. Love y'all. Love you all. Thank you. Bye, guys. Take care. Love you all. And we're clear. I think we're. I think it's still buffing on my side, but I'm pretty sure we're. We're. No one still says we're live online. It's still trying to go offline. We're still 